Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Yeah, that was pretty tight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My highlights, Big Sue, Big Sue, Big Sue, Big big, big highlight, Um, big person (laughs) in big highlight. Um, Our boy Brandon Proppett got job. Yeah, yeah, took the L. In like two seconds, three seconds. Three seconds technically, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bell ring, immediate pin. A lot lot of power techniques. I think probably technically the best match. Was what we just saw though that the tag, tag match, move. and I mean that like finishing move they did. <laughs> oh yeah, was like actually pretty well. What they call the what bomb? Uh, soul bomb. Soul bomb. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. And what was his name? Apollo. With it has two P's. You know, stutterings not Zane Paisley's strong suit. But he has ZP. ZP. Zipper. So is Billy Starks going to headline? Uh, I think they're probably the second last. Second, It'll okay. be the Flash Flanagan and yeah. uh, Sean Kemp. <laughs> yeah, Sean Sick. So there's this guy, Calvin Tankman, who I know is like, he's definitely the biggest guy here. Yeah, yeah. He's like in MLW. <laughs> uh-huh. Excuse me. MLW. Oh, yeah. I know he's got like a bunch of very good rated matches on Cage Match, too. Yeah. That's him. He's like pretty. Oh, okay. Gotcha. He's a pretty hefty dude. I haven't so seen him out here at all today. I saw him when he showed up. Yeah. But that was it. He's just been chilling. Is this Billy Starks like manager or something? Is that the shirt? Oh, yeah. I saw someone wearing like a big baller brand thing. But yeah, it was, like, big yeah. Starks brand yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Sean Kemp right there, though. Oh, that's Sean Kemp? The Midwest Mutt. Oh, wow. That's pretty sick. Where was the Aaron Rodgers guy at? That's him. Oh, that's him. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Wow. Sick. You ready? Let's do it. to the Brain Buster Boys, episode 94. My name is Brett Jagger, along with Beaumont Rand. What's up, buddy? How you doing? You excited for the game? I am, yes. It is uh, just past 420 on Sunday, January 15th, and the Bengals are playing this evening. So, uh, yes, very excited. I will be there on the field working for usual. Um. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's playoff time. Uh, the yes. Dolphins giving the Bills a little scare here earlier. That was delaying our recording just a bit, but uh, I think right. the Bills are going to end up taking care of business here. Yeah, it appears like they have the game. They're, oh, they're up by only three now. Oh, um, really? So, wow. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, well, so we'll, I'll, I'll, we'll okay. monitor that. But uh, real quick, before, we're just going to jump right into our episode this yes. week. We're really excited to talk about Wrestle Art 7 in Indianapolis, but I wanted to get your quick thought uh, as the Giants and Vikings are ready to kick <laughs> off here. What do you think our pal Greg Goldman's doing right now? Uh, I, bet, I bet he's already resigned to a loss. Do you think he's at Pat's Sport, ponied up at Pat's Sports Bar about oh, I'm 10 pretty sure. big vultures deep? 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, and I know he's not at his dad's house. No. I bet his dad's house is like the worst place you would <laughs> want to be during this game. There, you know like, there's you know, cans getting chucked at the television at that house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like the, the neighbors might call the cops, you know, like it'll get that bad, you know. But uh, but yeah, like I, I, I've been thinking about that, you know. And it I just like hit Greg's me earlier, like, like as the game yeah. was getting close. It's like, you know, Greg, is he's got to be apoplectic right now. Yeah, yeah, just already just, you know, has resigned. It's, you know, the, the season's already a disappointment, even though it's their first time making the playoffs since fucking Odell Beckham played for him, and Eli Manning. So, like, come uh, on. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll have to – maybe we'll get his reaction next week, win or lose. But, um, yes, that is all exciting. But we're not here to talk about NFL. We're here to talk about our wonderful experience at the WrestleArts 7 show yes. this past Friday night at in Indianapolis, Indiana at the historic Irving Theater. Um, it was historic. It was it, very cool. It was, yeah. yes. It was a very unique spot to watch a wrestling show. Um, for those of you who follow our show, you may have heard our interview with Brandon Prophet, a.k.a. John Barker, his real name, the promoter of WrestleArts Indie. Um, I fortunately got to sit next to him at Dynamite in Indianapolis a couple months ago, talked to him the whole show. Great guy. Great for his wife, Nicole, his son, Fred, both awesome. Have now got to meet them a couple of times. So just great people invited us to the show and we had an absolute ball. Did we not Beaumont? Yes, we did. Yeah. It was fascinating. It was exciting. It was um, you know, like for an indie show, I mean, like I've kind of come to expect just that very intimate up close, you know just quite kinda, intimate you know, for this one as yeah, we'll get into yeah like ra like ramshackle kind of quality <laughs> to it um but man like this one seemed like you know there was like a community built around it yeah it yeah more, more organized you know um and it yeah it just seemed like it, there was just kind of more of a a sense of like identity to this yeah um you know that that they're you know um, in, in ring and in terms of just the, the show and the, and the setup fan, and what the it was. fans you know yeah, good crowd fans. i don't know I'd say, I don't know, 150-ish people. Like, the the building was pretty full for sure. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'm sure John will tell us uh, kind of what the attendance figure was. But, yeah, Packed House, Irving Theater. Yeah, what would you think of the the venue here? Just kind of talk us through uh, yeah. what, what that was like. Because it was definitely yeah, I mean, like it was, yeah. for wrestling. Oh, yeah, just a really wide open room. It kind of sloped down at the top. You had your beer uh your white claw and, and they had wine they had box wine francia yeah. which i didn't dabble in um and then they had the concessions and then kind of you know on down there were pews um and then you know there was a classic stage up there and the um ring was right up on the stage um but yeah i mean like it definitely felt like an old just kind of kind of theater and it kind of you know had like sort of a i don't know um Kind of a what, rustic, what rustic vibe. Rustic, rustic. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it just kind of had a very old sort of wooden kind of quality to it that uh that was just really nice. And you know, it's I would like I prefer that over like oh yeah, you're going to like a community center where it's like concrete. Yeah, you know, yeah. Or the like back I definitely... of a Mexican restaurant like in Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which so, was like, unique I in thought... its own right. It was, yeah, yeah. But I I thought that this was um I don't it, know, was this very was, cool. it had a it was very cool. Yeah, like it, yeah was it had like, yeah, it did. Yeah, it had kind of like, and the lighting was really good too. It wasn't like fluorescent. It was kind of like stage lighting, you know, like the stage was lit up and the crowd was kind of dark, except when Prophet and uh, not Dark Horse, whoever the guy fought, Jordan Die, uh, Jordan Die. Yeah, yeah. Um, whenever bastard. they went and fought, 
whenever they went and fought in the crowd. Yeah, that's when so, they yeah. like they turned all the lights on for the first time. Yeah. But yeah, and then there was right. like those hanging kind of sculpture that were like gold. Yeah. The paper mache kind of yeah. thing. That's like, in um Ace Ace Steel, is that his name? Ace Perry. Ace Steel is the biter from AEW. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, Ace Perry uh, that's in his photo. Yeah. You know, you can see that big um centerpiece. Yeah, he tweeted one of my yeah. photos. Yeah, perfect mm -hmm. uh view of that. And yeah, you can check our Instagram as well. I've got some photos up there and we'll surely be putting some stuff on Twitter as well. But uh yes. yeah, like we said, just a great experience overall. Great time, great crowd, you know. Um, you know, everyone was pretty into the show and um yeah, so we got I got there early. Shows started at seven, doors were at six. I walked in about five fifteen. Uh, because John told us, you know, you guys can come early, maybe we'll get you some interviews. And I kinda I had the unique privilege of kind of being in there as he was kind of talking to the troops for lack of a better term and really kind of going over the how the show was gonna go, which is certainly something I'd never been a part of. So I actually yeah. had the uh advantage if you so to speak of knowing uh who was going to win and what was going to happen but you did not and i also I did didn't not, remember yeah. everything either and it right. didn't matter because it was still awesome but yeah. that was a cool thing you came in probably a little right around six you know doors are open yeah. people are starting to show up we're just kind of mm -hmm. getting the lay of the land um and you know john was obviously backstage doing his duties and Thank you, Nicole. Uh, she kind of helped get get us in touch and get us not really backstage, but kind of side stage. And uh, right. we're really just kind of right there. And you can, you know, there was a lot of action. It was loud. We're probably like 20, 30 minutes from showtime. But uh, we got a couple of interviews there. And it was cool to just kind of be, like you've said, like a fly on the wall, just kind of yeah. just right yeah, there where they're getting ready. Like these guys are getting ready for their match, like right yeah. then and there. Yeah. And that's kind of just sort of, yeah, it was really unique to kind of like be like that just to, you know, and, and you'll hear it kind of in our, um, you know, fly on the wall bit later, but it's um like, it, like just kind of just hearing like just the people talking, I mean, hanging out backstage, like drinking beers, yeah, so like just beers, getting ready yep. for this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like kind of talking, I mean, I don't know if they were talking about what was about to go down or if they were just sort of like, you know, just trying to just shoot the shit before yeah. this, but it was nice to just kind of see like kind of, how everyone just sort of gets ready, gets ready for this, you know, and it seems like, you know, a big part of it, they go through the, re the rehearsal or, you know, what's going on. And then it's just time just to, you know, cut loose and have fun. And it was kind of nice to see, you know, that moment where people are like kind of just trying to ease up, cut loose and, and have a good time. Yep. For sure. Yeah. So we kind of, we were able to get a couple conversations at this point. And then yes. you also had our mic kind of rolling during some of the matches too, to just kind of catch that ambiance and, uh, and then yeah. also we got more interviews after, so we'll be mixing these in throughout the episode yeah. here. But our yeah. first one was with the the triple threat champion uh, at Wrestle Arts, the Dark Horse Avery Hertz, and he came yeah. all swagged out to talk to us, did oh, he not? Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. He he. Uh, originally, I thought it was Joker influence, but then it wound up being Kobe Bryant. You know. Yeah, the yeah. The bright stuff. purple yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, he uh, and, and those shoes um, gold, uh, at gold the interview are with spikes. <laughs> yeah, ha having already listened to this bit, our reaction to the shoes is pronounced. Oh, and again, that was uh, well because we yeah. were talking to him for like a minute or two, and you know, you see the chain, the you see the watch, and then we're both and you like, look down. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
No, and like, uh, yeah, and no, he he couldn't have been a nicer dude. Yeah, and then we uh, happened you know, and to cut, be cut, sitting. Cut a solid little promo, yeah, you know, we, for us. We yeah. sat in the front row. It was us two, and then an entire the entire row of all Avery Hertz fans as well. So we were basically part of the. I think he called it the Hertz stable. So we were we were part of it that night because we were right there, right there for yeah. it. So. Yeah, especially in his match too. Like it was nice oh, yeah. having that energy beside us. You know, well, in, like, in like his was, match actually, the, it was the Babushka Baron Jeffrey John oh, who had yeah. a lot of the fan support in that match too. But yeah, that was a fun. I think the crowd was definitely maybe the most live during that specific match later on in the night. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. And then our boy, the weird scientist Vinny Ratlock, uh, walked up, and then we had a nice, fun conversation with him until. He heard his music and he's like, oh, shit, that's me. But uh, it was yep. just kind of I think they were just kind of preparing stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah, he was certainly an interesting dude. And um, oh, yeah, it's got a, got a lot going on with, uh, you know, like a his character, B his mask making. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He makes yeah, his own masks. Cool. He had these like crazy goggles that he made, um, sells mm-hmm. his masks, too. Yeah. Very, very mm-hmm. interesting individual there. But has fingers um, in a lot of pots. Yeah. And then we were off the record talking to Hoodfoot and zodiac as well those were those were two guys also in that opening match um Mm -hmm. but yeah and then after you know that it's like all right it's loud they're getting ready let's just go grab a seat and then we'll we'll you know we'll talk to more people afterwards so right um yeah the show starts and we have that first match which is an eight-way triple threat number one contender scramble match which in you know, we noticed right away. Obviously, I've been to a lot of shows. Uh, like that ring is a lot smaller at a show like this than your run of the mill like WWE or AEW shows. So it's like getting eight uh, people in here. That's going to be uh, pretty wild. Oh yeah, no, especially yeah that tiny like and this and it just being sort of an indie thing, you know, like like in, in normal like professional, you know, like AEW WWE, those matches are always crazy. So I'm just like, how are they going to manage this? Especially <laughs> with there being literally like a yard between the ring and like people, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> and some was, big guys in this yeah. match too. Yeah. So oh, the competitors, yeah, yeah. competitors here: Vinny Ratlock, who we just mentioned, Zodiac, Hoodfoot. Uh, sneaky, strong Kevin Panic, who we talked to after the show. Very suave, smooth guy there. Um, yeah. Cassius Star, Jacob Johns, Raiden Carter, and our favorite Big Sue Jackson. Yeah. Oh, man. I can't wait till you hear the, our fly on the wall bit whenever he, he, um, his intro hits. Epic. <laughs> like, you know, and then uh, Zane Paisley, let's. And I uh, get him yeah. the, uh, the, the ring uh, announcer, announcer the, PA, the ring announcer yeah. who, who, who is killing it all night. And you'll definitely be able to hear his dulcet tones uh, in her fly on the wall thing in his big Sue intro, uh, big highlight uh, of the night. And just in general, just uh, how fun these uh, wrestlers were, how fun the, these characters were, you know, this was, you know, like I'd say for, 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 for a, over 50% kind of a comedy match, wouldn't you say, oh, you know, in terms of crowd reaction? Yes. Yeah. No yeah. But, but I mean, but I mean, I thought they, you know, I thought they did, they did great. You know, I thought they like that aspect of it. They, they, in my heart killed it. Oh, it was a very fun match. And we got our big Sue, like right off the bat. So as guys were coming in, I noticed Hoodfoot was not on the original card. So that's why he's yeah. like, you're not even supposed to be here, you know, as they're getting yeah. in. And then someone's no, like, big Sue had with everybody. Yeah. someone's like card says subject subject to change 
And then he's like, well, my match isn't subject to change. So, yeah, he's hooting and hollering with everyone before yeah. the match. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and obviously so with, eight, with eight guys in this small ring, certainly there's guys kind of just hanging out on the outside from time to time. Mm-hmm. But they definitely right. had a very fun match. We had Ratlock yelling his science a lot. Yep. Um, Kevin Panic, Cassius Star, definitely the most traditional looking wrestlers, and wrestlers, definitely kind yeah. of best like high flyers in this match. For oh sure. yeah, well, and, well, and, the, and their intros were a lot more like serious, you know, like how they both came out. It was a lot more like straight down the middle wrestling, and you know, those two were kind of the ones athletically who I feel like kind of you know took over, and you yeah. know, whenever you know things started shaking down, it was like all right. I did see um, a video for rest that wrestle arts, and I think it might have been. On Big Sue's Twitter, where Big Sue, what move did he give someone? It wasn't a power bomb or something, was it? Or I honestly can't yeah. even remember. Yeah. I didn't take notes yeah. or anything during the show. Oh but, no, no, yeah. no. Yeah. Oh, what were you gonna say? Oh, nothing, nothing, <laughs> okay. nothing. Well, I just remember. Pause, I do remember the end. Big Sue was laid out in the middle of the ring, and Cassius Star went to the top, and I think he hit like a frog splash or frog something splash and, and got the victory. Yeah. But yeah, victory. again, a lot, a lot of shit happened in this match. But just a fun way to showcase, you know, all these mm-hmm. guys and uh, Raiden Carter, who was the dude in the mask, who. May or yep. may not have turned out to be a referee, Dylan. Um, <laughs> he was fun as well because remember he was just kind of like cheering for everyone else in the match. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> and and he and he was like trying to be best buds with um, yeah Kevin and uh, yeah. Cassius. Cassius, Cassius, yeah. Cass- I kept thinking it was Cassius. Well, it's, like, it's with a Q. Handle. It's with Q, a Q, yeah, yeah. but I think it was pronounced just like Cassius, but yeah. yeah. And my, and my brain just wants to say like Cassian Andor or something like that, you know? <laughs> like it just wants to um, say, but anywho, yeah. Um, and I think like he kept on trying to be buddy-buddy with him, and he like kept on like doing the high-pitched screams. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He, was, he was another good comedy guy. Like Isaiah yeah. oh, Cassidy. Now- like Isaiah, Cat. oh man, what happened to Private Party? Yeah, are they still signed to AEW? Yeah, yeah, they, you know, they're they're around every now and again, but they just haven't been huh. featured too much recently. But right, yeah. So then after that was when we had, so it was they introduced good old Diamond Dan Garza, who I, I know he's mm-hmm. a Indiana wrestling wrestling figure of some sort. Um, he got on the mic and he had the women's championship in his hand. And announced that the tough broad Randy West, who was the champ, could not attend. So they were stripping her of her title. Out comes the killer bay Heather Monroe, who was scheduled to face Randy West. And pretty much right away, and we got to talk to her after the show. But right away, you notice she just had, she had moxie, she had charisma, and she played a great heel. Because she's like, well, if she's not here, just give me the belt. I deserve the belt. Uh, but like oh, I yeah, think no, she I've... had that natural charisma right off the bat, and we could definitely yeah. tell that from having the conversation with her too. Oh yeah, that that a lot of confidence, like being able to like just sort of slide into that character really quickly. She's got that fan and, 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 that she just whips out, and no, yeah. she does. You know, it, all, it always seems like you know she just sort of knows like when to like you know say like some sort of like super confident thing or like have like a hilarious quip. Like you know, one thing I remember, and this is from a little bit down the line in her match, whenever. Um, those kids were like talking shit to her yeah. and she was like who said that and she was like that baby said that you know yeah. and like, she you know, like pr- charged like started charging like right at one of the kids at one point oh yeah yeah, yeah. and it, you know like really great off the cuff it just seems like she's really confident has good command of her character and knows what to do absolutely yes so she kind of had some back and forth with diamond dan and then 
cue the um, Aliens Exist by Blink-182, and out comes Billy Starks. And her opponent, Logan Van Tor, also was unable to make it. So, natural fit. You put these two together. So, Billy comes out and officially challenges Heather for the vacant Global Women's Championship. And much to the dismay of Heather Monroe, because she felt she should have just walked out of there with that belt. Yep, yep, good classic heel stuff. Yep. But yeah, good, you know, nice little segment to set up uh, one of the bigger matches on the show. So... Yep. And then we go to Brandon Prophet against Jordan Die. So it's cool because obviously we've met John, the human being John, but this was the first time we actually got to see Brandon Prophet, the wrestler, yep. and after talking to him about his career. So, uh, but an interesting moment, he makes his entrance and he's got like the Jason mask and like the red robes and. His son, Fred, um, he was kind of the guy around the ring, like getting the gear from the wrestlers and just. Yeah, kinda... yeah. And, Go ahead. And also to tee this up, I remember whenever we first came in and, and talked to Fred, like met Fred, you know, really. He, um, um, you had been like, hey, are you ever interested in doing wrestling? You think you're going to get he's in the a ring? Big, and he's he a big like, kid, too. He is. Yeah, he plays football and he does like the actual Olympic Amateur sport wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like he, when you asked him about, you know, like wrestling, wrestling, you know, he was just sort of like. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was kind of wishy-washy about it, which like, like that I was want actually to see very how cool. football goes, and yeah, yeah. And so, like you know, fast forward to this moment, you yeah. know, that you were discussing. So yeah. he's Brandon's like handing him his gear, and I guess told him put it on and get in the ring, <laughs> unbeknownst yeah. to Fred. So he's yeah. just standing there with the mask on and the robe, and just standing like a statue. You know, not knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. We see Brandon kind of go backstage. Jordan Die makes his entrance. Fred's still standing there. And then Brandon attacks him from behind. Fred gets out of the ring. And then they end up basically brawling in the crowd the whole time. Uh, you know, a few minutes, like we said earlier, the lights go on. Um, but yeah, they're fighting. They're hitting each other with chairs right in front of us. And uh, these were like right. some wooden type chairs and just smack. Yeah, them. like that, that definitely uh, didn't feel good. like wedding chairs almost, yeah. you know, like ones you'd see at a wedding. Yeah, those chairs. Yeah, like I think they have the steel back, but yeah, the, the wooden seat. Yeah, correct we'll, me if I'm wrong. We hear yeah, more about good. wedding chairs later on, too, in one oh. of our interviews. But um, so this is just a, a straight brawl. The bell never rings because they, you know, they do end up making it back into the ring at one point. The bell still does not ring. Uh, I can't remember exactly kind of what transpired, but eventually ref calls for the bell and die rolls up profit one, two, three. Yeah. So a literal three second match and a tough break for the Adam Street butcher. Tough break, you know, but I think a lot of this was sort of seeding things going on because this was sort of one where we had a lot of after the match stuff. Yeah. Um, so, and I think, so I guess right after the match, you know, Brandon Prophet gets up and is like, hey, you know, um, yo, uh, Jordan Die, uh, you know, you know, uh, that, that wasn't fair. This and, is uh, bullshit. <laughs> this is bullshit. Yeah. And uh, so, anywho, um, I don't know exactly how we got to the money offer for um, Jordan Die's like, I will offer. Yeah. He's like, I got 2500 yeah. for who any, anyone to come out and beat Brandon Prophet's ass. And I, I thought about that. I like it because. <clears throat> Obviously, if this is WWE, AEW, it'd be like a hundred thousand dollars. But in a I was literally about to say the same thing. Yeah, yeah. but that's not yeah. realistic here. And 
$2,500 is a good amount of money for any of these wrestlers, for me or for you. Like, fuck, I, yeah. obviously well, I can't beat Brandon Profit's ass, but $2,500 yeah. is quite tempting. And out comes yeah. Hoodfoot, who I noted to you, like, look at look at that guy's body. He had scars all over it, and they announced him as, like, one of the deathmatch kings of Indiana or something like that. Obviously, we know Brandon's got deathmatch history, so... Hoodfoot comes out to answer the call, and I think they kind of cut a back-and-forth promo um, where Hoodfoot's essentially like, look, I respect you, but I need that 2500 And then Prophet ends up challenging him to, I believe, what they called a Washington Street street fight. Um, yeah. That's the road right outside the theater, which that will be occurring on March 25th. And then I believe, didn't Hoodfoot take out Prophet? Didn't he beat him? Beat him he did. Yeah, something? yeah, and he, yeah, and he got in his face and said he needed the money. Which, like, to kind of go back to that, that made the whole thing feel a lot more grounded. Yeah, you know, like it was true to form for the show, but yeah, it made it a lot more grounded, and it just made it like just narratively, um, just I think a lot richer and better. You know, like I thought, like that was a detail that really stuck out to me that I think they, you know, use their sort of indie platform, if you will. You know, like well done. Absolutely, yeah, and it just kind of like it builds to the next show as well, which is also a good thing. Um, yeah. Yes. So I'm not exactly sure the order here. So that's, an, uh, uh, we the card, obviously there were some changes, some things kind of went out of order, but I believe the next match was that tag team match, uh, the tag title match between, what was it? The Soul Shooters and the Original Sins. Yeah. Oh, poison. Yeah. What was it? Apollo. Yeah, it poison. Apollo Star okay. and Drew Skills. Star. Star. The, star. Star. Yeah, yeah. Were the Soul Shooters and the original sins, Dick Michaels and Tyler Lytle. Um, but yeah, this was uh, definitely a fun match. Uh, got, I think, definitely the most, you know, kind of true to form wrestling match because obviously we'd seen the Eight Man and we saw the Brawl, so this was just kind of your straight up good tag team match where the the heel team the original sins were definitely in control for a lot of it um and then it was uh apollo who was the one getting beat down quite a bit and then big drew skills got the hot tag and uh they eventually won it with the soul bomb which was i think skills got him up and apollo would climb the top ropes and they'd kind of slam them down together but uh yeah and i thought the original sins did a great job here as the heel team kind of cutting off the ring and you know not in preventing apollo from making that tag but uh yeah this was a fun one yeah no i thought this was a fun one too like a good sort of like true to form first wrestling match you know good tag team like good good chemistry between both of them too yeah i thought not just but but in ring too you know um you can tell like uh soul shooters is that it yeah yeah soul shooters you know you can tell that there's a lot of chemistry there and with that like finishing move too like that was the first like really big you know other than uh cassius uh um did i pronounce that right yeah Uh, cassius cassius um his like frog splash. This was like the first big like finishing move that we got to see, you know, and that was pretty cool, you know, just it it, it being so up close and intimate. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Sitting front row right by that ring and some big guy. Oh yeah. It was, it was our turnbuckle. You see that ring bounce and you hear it like, yeah, yeah, it's, you're the wood. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and I believe that finishing move was like on the turnbuckle, the one that we were seated oh, yeah. like right, right beside. Yeah, right yeah. behind or right in front of us, a, essentially. So it's a precarious position. Yes, yes. And then I believe this is when we had the brief little intermission where yep. I guess we'll take the opportunity here to talk about the poor house. Uh so we mentioned on our last episode that Wrestle Arts, so I saw they said they're the only Indiana wrestling 501c3. So they're technically a nonprofit organization, and they are partnered with the Poor House, which helps individuals in Indianapolis with homelessness. So they raised, so they had a raffle going on for, there were Jim Cornette autographed pictures, which we thought yeah, was quite yeah, I saw funny. <laughs> uh, there were fit, a bunch of Popeye's gift cards because Popeye's is one of the sponsors. So I think they ended up raising 650 some odd dollars just from the mm-hmm. raffle, I believe plus I yeah. think, additional funds. So again, kudos to wrestle arts for that. That's very cool. And I believe you got a little recording of kind of them talking about yeah. that in the ring later on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The representative of the, of the poor house who came and spoke, I believe before the main event, Yeah, you know, she just talks about kind of what they did and then they announced that, you know, um, the, the amounts donated and stuff. No, it was just all around, um, you know, a good thing, you know, this is unique and uh, yeah, it seemed like, you know, uh, everyone benefited from it. It Yeah, great. Absolutely. So then I believe coming out of intermission, the first match was the ring wizard, Sage Phillips versus heavyweight hustle. Calvin Tankman tank man. I don't know if it's tank men or tank man, but he is a tank and he is, I, I had not seen him before, but he's one I told you, like I was definitely familiar with. I believe he's in MLW. And I know yeah. he's got a lot of matches rated well on cage match. So uh, he's definitely a presence in there. He's a big dude. He is. He's a big old boy. <laughs> yeah. Sage Phillips, not someone I'd heard of, but they had a pretty good hard hitting match. I mean, Sage obviously took a bit of a beating here, but I know he did some some stuff off the top. But uh, Calvin ultimately got the W here. And he's someone I definitely want to kind of seek out some of his other matches. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I think like, you know, like with a lot of these, you know, a lot of these wrestlers, you know, I feel like you had like, you didn't have like the traditional like big bulky, you know, wrestler, you know, wrestler who's like lean, you had like bigger guys and you had some like smaller skinnier guys and like, man, like, especially with like a lot of the bigger guys, man, like they like can really move. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, I think that's like, uh, you know, just kind of one of the things, especially you see up close to the indie show. It was it was sweet. Yeah, no doubt. And Tankman definitely did some big power moves, no doubt. Some big, I think he hit some power slams, maybe a power bomb. I can't remember. He, I know he had a big finisher. I can't remember exactly what it was, but uh, right. yeah, he, he looked good. And uh, I believe this the next match was uh, definitely the highlight of the night for us. <laughs> And that mm-hmm. was the global women's crown. Oh boy! Between Heather Monroe and Billy Starks, and let's just, yeah, let's just get right to it. Um, at one point, they brought, they well, go ahead. No, oh, yeah, I was in out. They're out of the ring. They went out of the ring pretty quickly. Yeah, they brawl yeah. out of the ring. We're probably just a few minutes into the match here, and yeah, I can't quickly, even yeah. remember exactly how this transpired. Um, but they're basically walking like right in front of us. And then did Billy just push Heather on top of you or how did it first happen? I don't know because like it was, (laughs) so it's weird because like, 
I was on my pins and needles all night, you yeah. know, because like there were there's so many people up at that turnbuckle and like especially um Avery's group, Avery's oh, yeah. um stable. The people right in the um, middle there had to move like ten times throughout the all show. the time. Yeah. So and like I was just thinking like someone's going up over that turnbuckle. And right there's a little me. kid like right next to yeah. me with his dad. So it was you have yeah. like you said, you have to stay on your toes, especially sitting oh, in front yeah. row. Because there's guys oh, and gals flying right out at us. Oh, you do. And I had, um, you know, I had the zoom with me there. Yeah. I had a beer, you know, I had like all this stuff that I was kind of like keeping track of in my head. And, um, you know, at this point I'm just like clutching my bag and I've got the thing recording, you know, cause we were excited about this match and I was paying so much attention to that, but in that moment I just wasn't. And yeah. I think I remember you were here, someone saying, here they come and just boom, <laughs> like all of a sudden, um, killer Bay is just um, literally, literally sitting, sitting on, on top me. of you. Yeah. Yeah. Literally sitting on top of me. And then Billy's kind of doing the forearm thing. Yeah, I think she's just um, slapping her. And then she kind of like fell onto me a little bit and then back yeah, onto yeah, yeah. you. And then I, at some point pull my phone out and start taking a video. Unfortunately, like don't get you, but like can see Heather right in front of me and Billy kind of slapping at her. Just slapping her. Yeah. Um, And then they kind of go off off of us and then they end up coming back and billy's literally laying like right in front of you and i do get you on camera and she you're just like she looks very upset <laughs> she, she did look very upset i hope she was okay yeah as she was we talked to her after, oh, obviously but, yeah yeah but, uh, but um and then and, and then again with the the little kid the the, yes. the baby i mean so that was like a you know the kid like next toddler, to me yeah he's probably two or three if i had to guess yeah. and sitting on his dad's lap and that billy's like do you want to hit her? Like to this little kid who was, you had said like the most well-behaved kid. all. Oh night. yeah. Yeah. So, cause, cause, cause the two like beside us who were sitting in that pew were just up and they were just everywhere. Kids yelling, you place, suck. And it was great. Yeah. These kids were yeah. having a ball part of the show, you know, yelling at the heels, but they, Billy, I mean, cause this kid's sitting front center. He's like, do you want to hit her? You know, fun moment for the little kid, but he was obviously again very little, not knowing what to do. But fortunately, his dad kind of picked up his arm and gave her a little punch, and that was definitely a fun moment. I got that on video as well. But yeah, they were right up in our kitchen during this match. Um, just so much fun, uh, and yeah, yeah these two, as we mentioned, both great humans. We talked to them for a while afterwards. Mm -hmm. Great wrestlers, awesome match. It ended with. Uh, Billy getting her up and she talks about the name of the move in the interview. I can't remember, but it's, she gets her up. Like oh, a, the, 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 the wild, the wild driver. The, driver. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's the name, it's the name in, um, in Japanese Japan, and yeah. I don't remember what it is. Yeah. yeah but she like, gets so. him up on the shoulders, setting up for like a one winged angel. Uh, mm -hmm. But Heather rolled through, grabbed the tights, got the three and that bastard Dylan didn't see it and she got away with it and won the belt. But uh, yeah, yeah, this was so much fun and definitely, you know, for us, especially being literally right there in, in it, uh, but just a great match as well. And, you know, even more cool to get to talk to them after and just realize how cool they are as well. Yeah, no, like that definitely, you know, just feeling incorporated and included like like i i definitely felt uh incorporated into the match there and uh yeah, <laughs> i'd say i would rewarding. say so yeah 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 quite incorporated but um mm -hmm. yeah great stuff and heather monroe is the global women's champion and yeah i remember asking her after like so are you gonna come back she's like well yeah i'm the champ i'm like oh duh mm -hmm. yeah i'm an idiot 
Um, but that's the thing. Like typically you don't, you know, these wrestlers are all freelancers, so you don't really know who's going to be back and whatnot, but right. that was just a dumb question by me. I, no, I, no, I, no. I imagine like for this too, it's a little bit easier than other ones. Cause it's like every two months. Yeah. So you have time to plan and book and get everything settled, you know, barring any sort of like last minute changes. So. Yep. And then I think this next match was the, the tag match that I'd say we'd both say I'd clear match of the night here definitely yeah. felt like a different level and that was yeah. you mentioned ace perry earlier ace perry and josh crane the dragons against it was brogan finley and so i the name on the card was pete youngblood but he was replaced let me see what the name was damian turner was the name. Yeah. So if you recall, remember when he, so his Damien was down like right in front of us at one point and I'm like, it's all right, Pete, go get him. And he's like, Pete, like he said that to me in the Pete. moment. I don't know if you caught that, but like that was oh, no, no, yeah. I, st- I thought his name was Pete up till now too. Like, yeah. you know. well, yeah, well, he so got thrown a... into me too. Like, like, yeah. yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he yeah. sure did. So yeah, this is, Damian this is my Turner. second moment of the night. Yeah. Damian Turner. Yeah. What, ex- what happened there? Do you remember? Once again, like I was like, so like, <laughs> you know, especially this match, oh, this match I was did, kind of like I pretty high flying. Yeah. One. Yeah. But, but once again, yeah. was not paying attention, you know? This one was this match was very fast, like much faster, mm-hmm. crisper. But Price, yeah, I think like precise. yeah, I think so. If just looking, there was the one turnbuckle right in front of us, but then the other one further down, and I believe they were mm-hmm. at that one. And then all of a sudden, he whips them right towards us, and yeah, I'm like, look out! And then all of a sudden, he hits the post and like kind of sprawled onto you. Yeah, um, yeah. But then yeah, remember yeah. later he did that full moonsault into the crowd that like he basically went into like the second row. Oh yeah. No, that would that had a lot of spring and a lot of distance to it. Yeah. Like, you know, that and, and definitely like a big, you know, like, you know, obviously the people beside us had to get out of the way, but yeah, like multiple times. That this yeah. match specifically, I think everyone was moving like three times. But yeah, yeah, I I think for a long time like everyone stood up. We were oh, all just yeah. kind of like stood up and like bunched back and just yeah, that middle was just they were using the hell out of clear, it. Clear, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but describe uh, our boy Ace Perry. What was his? He had a nice, uh, unique uh, he's look real about him. Hair metal, you know, uh, <laughs> which not my favorite genre of music, but like good on him. He's like killing it, um, you know. Not, not, um, you know, t- not taking my opinion of the music and imparting yeah. it onto the rest. No, of it worked. Two separate entities, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, it did work really well. The gimmick was great. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and Brogan Finley, son of Fit Finley, brother of David Finley. So he's definitely got that wrestling pedigree and it showed. Um, yeah, but yeah, great. like we said, the strikes in this match were so hard. It was so fast, so crisp. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I would clear match of the night to me like it like i said it just felt this one felt like yeah these guys these guys were cooking here uh they definitely were yeah no it definitely just kind of had that you know just very quick precise you know just you know professional wrestling match you know kind of kind of feel to it and i know the dragons got the win i'm turner got pinned i honestly can't even remember it was some sort of double team move i'm sure but like we said this match was crazy we were on our on our toes the whole time moving around people flying Mm -hmm. around at us flying in the crowd but i do remember uh john as he was going over the show beforehand he he even said like i'm really excited about this match so because of that my antennas were raised and uh yeah hell of a match and uh 
looking forward to hopefully seeing more from these gentlemen in the future. And, you know, Brogan yes. Finley, like I said, I mean, with the pedigree he's got with his family, I mean, I'd imagine that, you know, I don't know how old he is. He's definitely young, but I'd imagine we may see him uh, in bigger places at some point. Correct, Amundo. Yes, yes, yes. So if I'm not wrong, I think we just have two more matches left. And yes. one would be the Triple Threat Championship, which is the Dark Horse Avery Hertz versus Aaron Atlas versus the Babushka Baron Jeffrey John, mm-hmm. who I would say the Babushka Baron was probably the most over person in the building that night. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. Just kind of across the crowd in general, yeah. you know, him, um, I mean, Billy Starks, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then I guess who else? Um, I mean, Big Sue. Yeah. I mean, like, like, <laughs> if, if, if you do listen to his pop, like, you know, it is pretty like, you know, everybody. Yeah. You know, got when, a, got obviously we forward, were yeah. in the Hertz stable for this, but it was really just kind of our row. But yeah, the Babushka mm-hmm. Baron had a whole swath of fans and he had his like headpiece on and they all had their headpieces on but uh yeah crowd was definitely hot for this and i do want to give a little credit to aaron atlas too because he was clearly the heel here and just basically was jawing with the fans and i think he probably told different fans to shut up probably like eight times throughout the match too yeah Um, oh yeah no he he was definitely not happy with that no but uh avery came out looking great he did a whole bunch of high flying moves uh the babushka baron definitely getting the crowd fired up but uh I know Avery took the dub here. I believe he pinned Aaron Atlas. But, uh, yeah, just a great contest that uh, had the crowd pumped up for sure in this one. Yeah, for sure. The show. Yes, yes, yes. Um, the answer's not no. No. It's good. No, it's not. But, um, yeah, and then the main event, which saw the Midwest mutt Sean Kemp against Flash Flanagan for the global open weight crown. What do you think of Flash Flanagan? Oh, he just looked like a mean person who would whip me with a switch. No, he, you know, he, he, he was, uh, he, I mean, he was a pretty big imposing, like this is like, like some sort of like attitude area kind of, you know, vibe to it. Like, you know, with the, you know, very know. intimidating person. Intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. He came out he with a kendo stick. He had, didn't he have like some spikes on of some sort? Yeah, yeah. I remember he he gave like a whole, but it was like a single shoulder kind of thing. Yeah, and he gave yeah. It to Fred. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was a scary, scary dude. Sean Kemp, big boy. What G baby is what his thing G-baby. said. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they these two, it was kind of a slow start. Um, you know, just kind of pacing around. They locked up a few times. Flash was ripping on it. He's like ripping on Indianapolis. Like, I wish I wasn't from this place because it sucks. <laughs> Shit like that. Yeah. Getting heat from the crowd. But yeah. they brought into the crowd a little bit. Um, but I feel like the match kind of ended pretty abruptly. Um, you know, it in did, terms yeah. of some of the the previous, really everything prior, you know, from the uh intermission till now, like this just didn't really stack up. Like it wasn't a bad match, but it just kind of, I don't know, just felt a little off to me, I guess. Yeah. I guess for like the main event too. And like for someone who hasn't followed it. Yeah. You know, I was, you know, it was kind of a weird clash of styles too, because um, Sean Kemp was kind of a little like bigger guy, but like can move really quick. And then, you know, um, flash Flanagan um, was just kind of more of a a hulking, like imposing figure, you know? Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, you know, all told, I think, like, you know, the, the stuff on the second half of the card, again, you know, I could tell why it was on the second half of the card. These were yeah. kind of the big matches. And, it, you know, it did kind of fit that. But, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, it was a, a great show overall, and I forgot to mention. So they did announce, um, I think it was around the time of the raffle, that their next show on March 25th, they'll have Nick Aldis, you probably don't know, but he's former no. NWA champion, pretty pretty big name in wrestling. I think he's currently a free agent. A lot of rumors that he may be going to WWE. So a nice get for Wrestle Arts, and uh, we'll see who he'll be wrestling then. But um, yeah, any other just kind of final impressions on the show here? Uh, not particularly. I mean, you know, other than like kind of in the beginning, you know, like that second half really kind of um, really amped things up, I thought. But just, uh, I mean, from the, the theater to the, to the crowd to, you know, getting to talk to everyone, uh, thanks again, John, for giving us this level of access to this. But you're able just to kind of see, like, you know, this seems like a solid promotion that just seems like it, there's a lot of community with it. And it seems like, you know, I want to go back. And it seems like it has a pretty strong, stable kind of core to it that I think is going to, you know, keep it going for, yeah. for a long time. Agreed. Like yeah. It. Community, like we said, in amongst like just the fans and the people there, just all good people. And then giving back to the community as well, which is something mm-hmm. I had never heard of in wrestling previously. And yeah, it's not like $650 is setting the world on fire, but that will make the difference in the lives of some homeless people for sure. So for sure. Yeah. Every, yeah. Do- yeah. And every dollar certainly counts. And, uh, kudos to wrestle arts for having that commitment to giving back too because it's oh yeah yeah and i think it like the the best part it's like wrestle arts can occupy like that role it can occupy an entertainment role it seems like just the company just has you know like by kind of doing those two things just makes it just more interesting and versatile and nice you know like like to get to 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 get non-fans through the door you know hell i think you know whenever we go up again in march we need to bring a crew yeah, yeah, I mean, I know I, they would have a good time. Absolutely. Well, Rich had talked about going, but just obviously because I had to leave so early, he couldn't get off work. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're planning on coming back March 25th, you know, barring, you know, anything unexpected coming up. And yeah, we'll try and bring uh, some of our buddies and anyone who's li- love it. Yeah, yeah, anyone who's listening, you know, if you're in the in the realm of Indianapolis, I mean, we both drove about an hour, 45, two hours, well worth yeah. the drive. Great time. Um, yeah, so March 25th is their next show. with The Circle City Classic, I believe they're calling it. Um, yeah. So they announced the one announced match was Hoodfoot versus Brandon Prophet in a street fight. We know Nick Aldis will be there. Heather Monroe, we expect to be there with and, her belt. And also uh, Cassius, um, by winning that match, I think became number oh, yes. one contender. To Avery yeah, so Hurts. Yes, good to call. Avery Hurts, so it looks like they're going to fight. Yeah, Good call. Uh, yeah, but like we said, can't say enough good things about the time that we had. And uh, kudos to John, Wrestle Arts, and everyone there for putting on a great show. Um, and, yeah, thank you so much for having us and, you know, kind of letting us in early and, like Bo said, giving us the access and – for everyone who talked to us, thank you. And uh, you yeah, you guys sure. are all great and uh, nothing but success to all of you in the future. Except for Killer Bay. Hey, you bought her t-shirt. I did buy her t-shirt. I was I was strong armed into that. Yeah. Not knowingly. <laughs> yeah, you were. But no. I got my Billy but, Meets World shirt on. 
Yeah, no. I mean, like, yeah, oh yeah, we did buy rival shirts, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. How about that? Cool. Well, um, we may. I'm probably have to wear that whenever I go uh, go to the next show. But anywho, yeah, no, it was great. Thanks to all the wrestlers, including Killer Bay, obviously, um, for just the level of access, for just being super cool, and for putting on a great show and making me feel like I was a part of it. Thanks. Absolutely. Thank you. We go. We got one coming. Yeah, we'll just we got one all it, the way. Keep it light. Keep it fun. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. 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 Okay. What's, What's up? Avery. 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 What's up? Hurts. Yep. Avery hurts. Oh, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. We're the Brain Buster Boys. Brain Buster. Okay. That's us. Just tell us about Avery Hurts. Who are you? What's the gimmick? What are you all about? I'm all about being the smartest guy from the hood in the inner city of Indianapolis. You know, local guy. Yeah. Okay. Just made made out of project being the smallest guy from. I was like being the smallest guy from my hood. Like. I was always the I was the one counted out. Was was not supposed to like be. Wasn't expected to like be here alive, seeing seeing living my dream. And yeah, it's like I was supposed to be like the first one like that was gonna get killed. But the fact that like I'm the la- that I'm the only one left standing when everybody counted me out. Like that's where the whole Dark Horse name comes from. And then like the characters like in wrestling to show like you know the, the ultimate underdog or the smallest guy in the inner city can't make it. Yeah. I like your chance. Oh, thank you, brother. Yeah. How many you got there total? Oh, I got like three. Yes, I got, got my initials here. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. Associated Press, but I'm kidding. <laughs> so what, what's your match tonight? Are you in a tag team? Uh, I'm in a triple threat match against Aaron Atlas and Jeffrey John. Yeah, first title defense of my triple threat. Oh, so you're the champ. Okay. You got a message for your opponents tonight? Uh, Jeffrey John, Aaron Atlas, I hope you guys are ready because tonight is something you are never going to feel. You are not ready for the Hurt Stables energy to come full head of steam, and you are not ready for the Dark Horse to pin you for the one, two, three. Hell yeah. I know you've got one question you always like to ask. Well, number one, I want to talk about just how worried I am for his opponents. Yeah. After that. (laughs) Yeah, um, so what is... The move that has sucked the most that you've had done. That I've done? No, 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 that, that's hurts the most. Yeah, that's been done to you. What's like the worst bump you've ever taken? The worst uh, bump I've taken was, it was actually last Tuesday in Dayton, Ohio. I was facing a guy named Bryant Huff. It was a championship match. He gave me a lumbar check, and my spine was feeling it for like the next week. Yeah. I just noticed those shoes. Oh, whoa. Damn. Wow. And the watch. You got the yeah, whole No, the whole, the, the whole thing. Hell yeah. really I, t- I kind of took a note from NBA players before they uh, show up to games. I'm like, you know what? I was like, you know, I got the championship with me. I was like, you know, might add some spice with it. Any particular inspiration from the NBA realm? Oh, uh, no. I was like, uh, Co- Co- Kobe Bryant. I was like, I actually got his. Uh, yep, I actually got his tattoo on my arm as well. Yeah, I was like, um, that's the, the motto I live by. I live by the Mamba mentality. You know, yeah, that's absolutely. what inspires the dark horse as well. So, yeah. Yep. Anything else? No, I think that's it. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Best of luck. Yeah, best of luck for sure, dude. Oh, sorry. All right. Yeah, for sure, man. Nice meeting you. Yeah. I saw you earlier and was certainly intrigued 
by just your attire here, but why don't you tell us yeah, about yeah, yeah, Vinny Ratliff? Yeah, well, you know, I'm, what are you all about? Well, I'm, I'm not a mad scientist per se. I'm more of a weird scientist. Weird scientist um, means prison jumpsuit. Because, well, you know, orange orange is a very, uh, it's a cautionary color. Uh, and I want people to, to be aware of me when I'm, when I'm around. And, you know, black and white lab coats are just oh, yeah. passe. Um, so, yeah, I, look, I mean, it's not that I had broken out of a mental institution recently. Um, because, I mean, I was on leave. I just never had a day pass. They didn't. I didn't. I didn't specify how many days though that I was going to be gone. Um, but you know, and I, 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 lo I love the uh, the punk rock movement and whatnot. And I thought I would support some of my favorite stuff through that way. So I have a. I found out the second on Earth uh, battle lab coat. Uh, I thought I was original, and I found out another person from Arizona had made one before me. Okay. So I must find them, take them, and eat their hearts. Yeah. <laughs> and Zane Paisley's here, and he's one of the best people around. What do you do whenever hazardous materials spill in the lab? Um, normally, I let uh, one of my three uh, Vinions take over. It's either Igor, Igor, Roji. Um, Igor really loves the taste, especially of any kind of, a, of an acidic style, so hydrochloric. He sops it up really quick, like a sponge. Roji goes more for the uh, the uh, combustibles, if you want. And man, when he gets some of those in those, you you got to put them back in his cage. The, the 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 farts he he puts out there. I'm a sulfuric acid guy, so so that's pretty cool. What tell us about the uh, the, the headgear? Well, the headgear right here, a nice wonderful pair of goggles that my my wonderful wife Mrs. Ratlock got for me. Got like a nice steampunk thing going on there. Very much, actually. Of all the things that I make, this is the one thing I didn't make. But my wife got it for me, and you know what? I love her, and I love what she she does for me, and I love her support and this uh, you know, it's incredible thing that we call. Professional wrestling that allows me to experiment with everybody. So, what, Matt? What's your match tonight? Ah, tonight we're having a wonderful match. Uh, I like my wrestling like I like my eggs. Scrambled, and I'm I'm going to be in the opening scrambler match. That's right. I mean, hopefully it won't be a poach match. So, because uh, then I'm like, well, wait a minute, it's not a scramble. I can't. What message do you have for your opponents here? I'm going to be following the dopamine, and uh, if it if it runs through them, so be it. You guys know dopamine, right? It's that wonderful chemical inside your brain uh -huh. that releases yeah. your body yeah. when you are achieving yeah. goals that you set out for yourself. It's that great feeling you get when you do something that you genuinely, truly want. And it's not just me talking babble. It's science. You guys know science, right? Science. It's a branch of knowledge derived from the observation, identification, description, theoretical explanation, experimental investigation of natural phenomena on the total environment. But it's not just science here. Not with you, and not with you, and not with me, Vinny Ratlock. It's not just science here at Wrestlers. It's science! Perfect. Thank you. Oh, do you got more? Oh, no, it's all good. I was going to say, the Earth is 5,000 years old. Back to you, Brett. <laughs> hey, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Go, go get them tonight. Yeah, do it. I love Silly's patches. got Rocky Horror here. Okay. Hi. Hi. I love this city. I love so they've got someone filming down here. Steady cam back there. They got us right here. I want to thank you for spending your Friday evening with us. You're welcome. Now, if you've not been to Wrestle Arts or to a independent wrestling show, it's a little different than WWE or AEW. You'll see that there are no guardrails in front of us. So if it looks like the action is coming your way, it probably is. Grab your things and move. <laughs> <laughs>
Your things include your children. Grab your things and move. Your beer is important, but it's not as important as your children. All right? Now, when I mention children, I want to let you guys know that boo the people you don't like, cheer the people that you like. That's fine. Just keep in mind that this is a family-friendly event. So, kind of, don't be a jerk. Okay? No homophobia, Dang it. Dang it. If you think it's not appropriate to say in front of your kids or my kids, don't say it. But. Any questions? But. But. Okay, now that I've gone over all the rules, are we ready to have some fun tonight? That was pretty good, but I know you get louder than that. We got are we ready to have some fun tonight? scheduled for one fall. It is an eight-person scramble is the ref? for the number one contendership per- How are the for eight the people triple fit in oh my God. threat championship. And it's going to be officiated by referee Tice. It's <laughs> already... <laughs> we hate Tice! <laughs> Smoked him. Introducing next, from Kokomo, Indiana, he's the Midwest Madman! He is Big Sue Yeah, this is um, our first meeting of the Big Sioux Fan Club. <laughs> you know, it's called to order. Yeah, yeah. So well, what, just exciting. tell us, obviously we saw Big Sioux, but how would you describe Big Sioux Jackson? Big Sioux Jackson is the Midwest madman. He, uh, I, he, he he's a little unhinged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. a little unhinged. So. Yeah. He, he does things that my body and my voice are going to be paying for for the next few days. <laughs> How long have you been wrestling? Oh, geez. 11 years now. Okay. Um, a lot of it was time off, though. I, I went down the family route, and I had a lot of obligations and responsibilities outside of the world of professional wrestling. Um, but I'll be 40 next year. Yeah. So I decided if I wanted to get this bug out of my system, I needed to do it before I wasn't able to anymore. Where did the Big Sue character come from? Uh, it was actually originated by my trainer, Billy Rock. Okay. Um, he, he came up with the name Big Sue Jackson based off of a couple of Johnny Cash songs. Okay, okay that's, that was my first Yeah, year. based yeah. off of a couple of Johnny Cash songs. I, I originally wasn't too into it, and then it just kind of kind Lipped. of grew a life of its own. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, we could t- like we said, you were definitely one of the. Mo- I mean, obviously it was match one, but right. you definitely got us excited, yeah. and we're always like, "Where's Big Sue?" Big Thank Sue, you very yeah. much. I know I'm a big guy. I know I'm not the most mobile. I, I 
I can do the thing in the ring, but I know my strengths more lie in my character. Absolutely. Right, right, right. So, yeah. And you nailed it. I on mean, on a show where we're going to have a lot of really good wrestling, I feel like I can bring something a little bit different just by showing out. Most definitely. Yeah, you yeah. did. As you we said, this did. is the yeah, meeting yeah. of the Big Sue yeah, fan club. Yeah, so. yeah, we're going we're, we're, we're to talk about you a lot. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, anything else you'd like to add just about you, about the show, about anything? Wrestle Arts is a great promotion. They actually, I live in this neighborhood. Okay. So oh, that's it's a really it's nice neighborhood. It's really local yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, they're trying to do a lot of really good in the community, and I really believe in what they're trying to do. Like tonight, we raised what was it, six hundred fifty-four dollars yeah. for a local charity yeah. that helps with the uh, unhoused community in the area. So, uh, knowing that. Myself as a father and a person in this community can do something that's going to help this community. I want to be a part of it, and I believe in it. Love it. Yeah, I've got a bit of a nonprofit background myself. So when I met John at Dynamite a few weeks ago, and he was telling us about it, I'm like, I've never heard of a wrestling company that's so tied yeah, to giving back. This, so. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely love it. Yeah. But uh, do you so, wrestle elsewhere in the you, area I mean, for other promotions? Not really, not or? really. I okay. really don't get out in the area too much. Oh, like I said, a lot of family obligations. But if you want to check out more of myself, if you uh, search on Independent Wrestling TV, uh, look either for the Wrestle Art Show or Old Wrestling, um, which is a whole different experience in itself. Yeah. Old Wrestling itself is more of a throwback promotion where... You're transported to the 1920s. Everybody has big characters that would be accurate for the time or yeah. somewhere around that time. Hell yeah. Um, and it's a really fun show, really family friendly. So if you're looking for my myself, you can search Big Sue Jackson on IWTV. You'll find a few things. Big Sue Jackson on YouTube. I really haven't updated that in a while because I've had other obligations. Or you can find myself on Twitter at uh, my name is Sue. Just replace the E in name with a three. Okay. My NAM3 is Sue. You can find us at Brainbuster Boys. Yeah. And it's awesome. been a pleasure. It was a pleasure meeting you. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was a pleasure, yeah, pleasure watching it, too. Assuming we much. can make it, we'll plan to come back to the next one, too. Absolutely. So. March 25th. Yes, sir. All right. We'll have Thank a good so one. Thank you. Fantastic yeah. night. Absolutely. Yeah. We had a ball.
awesome. Yes, wanted to say hello. You did a heck of a job. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. We enjoyed uh, the detest when you had to announce Flash Flanagan yeah. as the champ. So. You ever wear a Paisley pattern and stuff? I, I do have a Paisley jacket. <laughs> yeah. I did not wear it tonight. But Is that yes. your actual name? Yes, but I don't have an I in the name. Okay. So oh. the, the pattern has uh, P-A-I-S-L-E-Y. Yeah. My last name is P-A-S-L-E-Y. How long have you been ringing it? Uh, seven and a half years. Okay. I'm, I'm recently the um, Hoosier... Hoosier Wrestling Alliance? Hoosier Wrestling Alliance. Oh, yeah. Um, we followed, I followed them on Twitter uh, after I met the, uh, yeah. the Hoosier Wrestling Alliance announcer of the year for oh, yeah. 20... Wow. 22. Congratulations. Yeah. So do you do other just, promotions? Just took, just in took the area? seven years yeah. Yeah. to be able to be recognized for this little slice of uh, heaven that is Indiana. Uh, yes, I uh, primarily now do um, flop house wrestling and uh, wrestle arts. And I just like to do shows that are fun, that I and know are going to be fun. That. Yeah. And, and this is very fun. Um, if any of your listeners are planning to run a show at a prison, <laughs> A dirt track or a circus, I would be more than interested in doing that. Um, I've been that, wanting to see a prison show, yeah. I, I, seriously, that is my goal in 2023 yeah. is to run a show in a jail, prison, detention center. Um, not not for the people that work there, but for the people that have to be there. I yeah, want to give them inmates, a little bit yeah. of entertainment. So I saw a video on YouTube. It was a match from like 99 in a women's prison in Tennessee. Kick-ass wrestling. One yeah, of the I've most unique too. things I've ever seen. It was just like the uh, the crowd. The inmates were going nuts. Cause it's it's, it's like, a captive audience. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have a whole lot of entertainment. Nope. Um, I, but I, I, seriously, that that is my goal to be able to uh, perform... Um, for the incarcerated because I'm a huge Johnny Cash fan. If you listen to the albums, uh, Johnny Cash at Folsom Prism mm. or uh, Johnny Cash at San Quentin, uh, those are two of my favorite albums. So I, I would love to bring pro wrestling to the incarcerated. Absolutely. So, love it. Yeah. All the way back around to Johnny Cash. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. So, well, thanks. Yeah, thanks, thanks again. You were great. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot for coming out. Yeah. Oh, the guy there? Is he Irish too? His dad is. So I'm pretty sure he was born here. But oh yeah, his brother. They looked the part, you know, like like his brother had. I had a five-star match. He had Osprey. Oh wow. Yeah, he's pretty sick. God, these kids are wild. Yeah. <laughs> they are wild. Oh, I think this is when it's happening. Oh, man. Over the, to- over the top. Yeah, this is definitely... You can tell this is another level right here. Yeah. Well, the card's been, like, sets where it's, like, it's been kind of slowly. Yeah. yeah. Like, after intermission, it's really kind of... You know, there's just a lot of younger wrestlers, too. Oh! 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 Ah! 
great hair metal, isn't he? Yeah. 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 Ace Perry. Ace Perry. Yeah, I saw this guy. I think his name's Pete Youngblood. He was wearing a New Japan Strong shirt. Okay. So I'm wondering if I meant to look it up. Like, so he may have some cred too. Yeah, Kevin absolutely. Bo, nice to meet you. What's yeah. the full name, Kevin what? Uh, sneaky Strong Kevin Panic. Sneaky, sneaky strong, strong. Tell us about yeah, you're, yourself. You're, you're also Sneaky Well-Dressed Kevin Panic. Yeah, yeah, that's same. my nickname. Tell us you. about yeah, the yeah. character. How, you yeah, know, yeah. What, what is, who is Kevin? Yeah. Um, you know, so like my gear is Dragon Ball Z inspired. Okay. And I don't know, I just kind of wanted to bring that energy a little bit. Yeah. Um, I train out of the Nightmare Factory. And, oh, uh, nice. That's so, QT. Yeah, it's QT. Yeah. Yep, QT and Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we were doing, because we have uh, conditioning before we do in-ring training, uh-huh. and we were doing squats, and like, I don't know what I hit, but like, after I got done, someone was like, yo, Kev's sneaky strong, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to keep that one yeah. in the chamber. I'm going to keep yeah. that yeah. locked. Yeah, there you go. So how long have you yeah. been, or when did you train then? Are you pretty um, new still? Yeah. I, uh, I had a little bit of training back in 2017, okay. and... Um, you know, I didn't wrestle for long. They had like a couple months, like a few matches underneath my belt. But then I um, went to the Nightmare Factory summer of uh, 2021. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. So how's how was that experience with Was Cody a part of your training? Or? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Cody was so nice. Hey man, QT. I can't like the, the value of just knowledge that they gave me. Oh, I yeah. just sure. I, it's it was a lot. You know, well, I learned a lot. Q, from QT's that. a guy like obviously when he first like got on TV, it's like who's this jobber? Yeah. But then he, you see him, it's like this guy can actually well, he wrestle. He's a great heel. Very and then I was at very I was at Forbidden Door in Chicago, and he was in the first pre-show match, and that crowd was so hot. The moment he came out, it's like that guy's a heat man. Yeah. yeah. The, the man can go, and, yeah. he, and he knows his stuff. What were some of the the biggest lessons you learned under those two because like you said they've got a wealth of experience and knowledge so oh man i don't even know if i can point out like one anything specifically you know like i mean we were there monday through thursday every day and like you know it was just there was a whole lot that they gave me i I know a few takeaways um like the way that you know i show up to shows like this all the time suit and everything yeah yeah. i love that shirt thank you i'm a big floral pattern guy too i appreciate that thank you and now uh, Cody, he said something about um, he's always in suit because he always wants to look ready to do business. Yeah. And that was something that stuck with me. Okay. And I was like, you know what? Okay. I'm going to show up to all my wrestling shows looking like the best dressed man in the building. You Which go. you are. I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so kind of, do you just wrestle in the Midwest now? Or kind of what, what are you doing now and what are kind of your goals from uh, here? Pretty much right now it's just in Indianapolis, you know, okay. for Wrestle Arts. Uh, this is my first show here. Oh, nice. Um, ICW Pro. I've done a little bit for FNX. Uh-huh. And... Um, uh, I'm starting to try to get my way into a Naptown All Pro Wrestling. Okay. But uh, yeah, right now I'm in Indianapolis. But this year I'm trying to expand over to Ohio. I got some people there trying to expand over in uh, Chicago. Really, just all over the Midwest oh, yeah. as much as I can. Okay. You know. Awesome. Do you have anything? Oh uh, well, what do we got? You got um, your classic. I got, I've, I've got my classic. Yeah, let's roll with the classic. So, what is like the worst bump you've ever taken, or the move that's hurt the most? Oh, because I'm man. someone who like really wants to take a bump in my life. <laughs> yeah. 
know? Um, so, so, yeah, you know. I don't know what the worst bump I t- I've taken. I'm sure um, you took a gnarly one at, like, the Nightmare, fight, you know, like. No, honestly, no. I remember, like, one of my first matches, I did a, um, uh, what was it? It was, like, a power bomb into, yeah. like, um, a suplex off the top. And I was like, oh, this is going to suck. Yeah. And, like, I hit, and I was like. Okay, cool. That well, wasn't bad at all. I think the worst thing I've ever taken, I got hit with one of those white uh, wedding chairs. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I've got hit with a steel chair, too. And those but, are worse, though. You know? Oh, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. That was terrible. That's probably the worst thing I've ever taken in wrestling. That yeah. was terrible. Was it like a wood chair? Or what? Like, no, it was like those plastic okay. white wedding chairs. I know chairs. what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, it was thick. It's crazy that that would hurt a lot more than steel, but... Steel. And like the, the guy I was wrestling, like his whole gimmick was hitting people with a chair. He didn't bring his chair out, and I didn't roll out of the ring fast enough, so he just asked someone for it and hit me with it. Yeah. So you put the Cody Rhodes, right? You know, you've got the, like the suit, like the influence from that. You ever thought about what your wrestling career would be like if you went the Dustin Rhodes route? Maybe be face painted right now. That's a great question. Probably. I'd rather be doing some more old school style wrestling. You know what I'm saying? That's funny. Oh, man. Yeah, anything else uh, you want to tell the people? Uh, Be on the lookout for Sneaky Strong Kevin Panic because I'm here. You know, follow me on Instagram, Kevin underscore Panic. My Twitter's just at Kevin Panic. Is that P A N I C? Yes, P A N I C. And uh, big things to come this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Kevin, thank you yeah, so Kevin, much. Yeah, Kevin, it's a we pleasure, man. It. it was awesome. Thank yeah. you, guys. Yeah. What's the name of you guys? Brain Buster, Brain Buster Boys. Boys. Brain yeah. Buster Boys. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, check us out. All right, you guys are on all platforms? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. All right. And we're going to, once, so this episode will probably come out, like, next S- Sunday, Sunday or Monday. Monday yeah. And we'll tag all the wrestle arts and probably look you guys up and shoot you all a tag on Instagram or Twitter as well. So Heard that. We're going to do a full recap of this event. Yeah, so yeah. It's our first, like, full indie deep dive. Yeah, show. yeah. Just we had to cover the we had a thing. fucking blast today. Yeah, we so did, man. It was great. I'm going to give you guys a follow and a listen. Yeah, we will do the sure, same, man. man. Yeah. Much appreciated. And we'll, we'll plan Thank on Kevin. coming back Thank in March. Thanks, man. You too, okay? Available, so. Right. I'll be here. Yeah, All right. Hey, you guys have a great day. Right, you too, Kevin. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Oh, oh, let the people know oh, that, unfortunately, Randy West, the women's champion will not be here tonight due to personal reasons, and Wrestle Arts has stripped her of the title. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Personal reasons. Personally, she didn't want to come fight me because she knew she was going to lose, so she took the loser's way out and didn't even show up. So those are her personal reasons for not showing up. tonight.
clueless. What? what? <laughs> so if you need someone to wrestle, Heather, let's have a women's match for the title tonight. <laughs> uh, that's not what we've had in store tonight. I'm not sure I can say why you're even out here. Yes, you were in store for a match tonight. We'll have one maybe at the next show for the title. You want them to fight tonight? So a match versus... Heather and Billy tonight. Is that what you want, Indianapolis? All right, I'm not even going to ask anybody. I'm going to go ahead and sanction the match tonight for the Wrestle Arts Women Championship. Are you guys ready for it? We're going to have to do it later. She's not even dressed to wrestle now. No, no, no. No, no, we don't have a referee. We're going to have to do it later tonight. All right. So it's official. Heather versus Billy for the Wrestle Arts Women's Championship tonight. Brett, we're uh, here with uh, the Killer the, Bay. The, the Killer Bay, you know, the new uh, glo uh, new Wrestle Arts Global Women's Champion in person who sat on me 45 minutes ago. Why did you do that? <laughs> um, well, sometimes you don't know what's happening in a match, you know. That's yeah. how wrestling works. And so Billy Starks assaulted me by flying her whole body at me. Wait, was that when it happened, or was it when she sat me on you yeah, and hit yeah, me? Yeah, 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 Either yeah. way, she, I sat on numerous people tonight because of her. She set me on your lap, and then she hit me. Yeah. She hit me really hard, and then the other time, she flew into me, and then I was knocked into other people, and to me, that's her being rude. Yeah, and, well, I just still feel singled out, and nothing you can say can change that. Well, that's so. not on me. That's on Billy Stark, so maybe you should take it up with her. Well, we, may, we may have to ask her. Well, how did it feel to get hit by a two-year-old? Yeah. <laughs> she hits hard, so I don't know where e. she learned. It was a he. Oh, the two-year-old. Yeah. Oh, my God. I thought you were talking about Billy because no. she's, like, she's a child. Yeah. <laughs> Understandably that you would uh, think the that. The joke would be funnier yeah. if that was the joke. Uh, the two-year-old hit really hard, too, though. Like, I think she really, like, I think she planted him there. Yeah. But he was looking at me with one eye open. He was, like, he was scared, but he he knew what he was doing. I got video of it. Yeah. If, uh, he, yeah. Was, he was terrified. I'm going to pull it up. Where did, which oh, the, one oh, the was two, it? The two-year-old hit? What I've learned there is that go. Billy's mean and she makes kids do things that they don't want to do. I don't even know how to fast. Use right that sound clip. Yeah, you know, we'll, no, we'll use that sound clip. It's not gaslighting at all. <laughs> Here it is. I'm pretty sure this is when she puts you right. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. See, she won't let me get away. That's me cackling. 
You let him get it in the yeah, there it is. <laughs> See, he, he wasn't sure, and his, his dad forced him to punch well, me well, in the face. Here's the wholesome thing about that. It's like you had like all the other kids that were like flanked over there with us that were like all over the place and yelling, but that kid was well-behaved. Yeah, he yeah, really was. There was, was, there was some mean like kids over there. Yeah, there really were. Really was trashing his grandmother, you know, but his grandma must be pretty tough, I guess, you know. Oh, man. So is this your first WrestleArts show? It was, yeah. yes. Do you plan on coming back? I mean, I'm the champion, so obviously. <laughs> well, don't you have to fight? Well, that was I'm, a stupid I'm, a, I'm a one-and-done type yeah. of girl, and I, I said, win the belts, I, I go to the belt, next and town. I'm done, and yeah. good luck getting it back. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. What a horrible question that was, but a great answer. <laughs> well, who's the person who was scratched tonight? Um, oh, the tough broad, Randy yeah, West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure what you have to say her? about clearly her. Not, clearly not tough, like she said, because she heard she had to come wrestle me and she said no thank you and yeah. then she didn't even show up i wouldn't either yeah. exactly yeah. billy's the only one that could handle it and clearly that didn't work out yeah, for her she so couldn't handle it. exactly well now you got to ask the classic oh, the classic question all right so somebody who's like wanted to take a bump like throughout my entire <laughs> life but i've unfortunately never had the opportunity really? uh what's been the worst bump you've ever taken or the move that's hurt the most Oh, that's like not a question you could just spring on me. I gotta think about it. <laughs> you know, power bombs suck. See, that's a lot of yeah. people have said yeah, that. Yeah. But like, it, but it really depends on who you're taking it from, too. Yeah. Who gives the worst? One? I can't say okay. that. <laughs> that. Just throw people under the bus. That is fair. <laughs> Wardlow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've not taken one from him, so I yeah, couldn't yeah, say. Yeah. So what you said you were touring with a band. Are you in yeah. a band? Or? No, I'm not in a band. So the band's called Pussifer. Uh, Wait a minute! I feel like her, like it. Front man. Yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Played that. here uh, okay. very recently in Indianapolis, not okay. here specifically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I went on tour with them way back in 2016, 15, 16, and we wrestled for them because they had a Lucha Libre opening act. Oh, nice. And then they went on tour again recently, and now I'm just doing performance art for them, essentially. Like, there's no wrestling, but it's really silly, kind of like, very creative. He's very creative with uh-huh. the stuff that he does, but yeah. So, so been- are you like on stage during the performances? Yeah, okay. yeah I'm on stage. Nice. Pretty cool. So we, yeah, we went six weeks. Uh, in the summer, six weeks in the fall, and then they're going to Europe. And now it's time for you to focus summer. on wrestling. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. Exactly. But yeah, so I was, I kind of took time off from wrestling to do that, but it was good for my body, for sure. Yeah. yeah but <laughs> well, lastly, so now that you're kind of putting your stake in the ground on wrestling, what are your goals? beyond the global women's champion here. Yeah, I mean... Which, that's the entire globe, so like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the moon. So what else yeah, you're leaving with the, the universal. Yeah the, solar, yeah, the solar system champion. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, go. Um, go beat Roman Reigns. Yeah. <laughs> I just really... Uh, I just really want to make a living wrestling and wrestle all over. Like, pre-pandemic was a different world and that's yeah. when I was doing it a little bit more but now that I'm in the Midwest I feel like there's a little bit more opportunity for me to like get out there and do more things hell yeah well, thank you alright thank you so much and for doing maybe this maybe we'll see you in Cincy or Louisville yeah, yeah. Getting traumatized over here. Yeah, we were just getting right in the middle. Let's go back. Twenty, let's go. One. Oh. That was loud. Oh. 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 Oh
to go sick. That laughed. I can't wait to hear how that sounds because that was going in the video. Man, that is a cold wind like blowing it through, the, through that door. It feels nice. Either, yeah. So how Are you guys freezing? We can move. No, no, it's totally it good. It does it's feel totally good. Nice. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just sore and my body hurts. So I'm like, I just need to chill. Yeah. <laughs> how is life for Billy Starks these days? Craziness. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed with just life right now. Um, between school, a shoot job, and wrestling. And I am trying to graduate this year yeah. and sign up for college. And I'm traveling to Japan. <laughs> So it's, I'm all over the place. When, when are you going back to Japan? Um, I can't say exactly. Okay. Um, but Japan is definitely coming again in the future, so be prepared. Excellent. Um, a world tour is coming up for Billy Starks, I'm not going to lie. Ooh. Japan's not the only thing on my hit list right now. Excellent. So you said you plan to go to college still, too. Yes, I'm going to college for two years. It's fully paid for, all my tuition and everything. Um, and I'm going for a business and marketing degree online. Um, and I can technically do it from anywhere because oh, I don't know where wrestling's going to take me. Yeah, that's awesome. Sure. How do you balance all of it? Like, I'm sure it's got to be crazy chaotic. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's definitely just chaotic. Just turned 18, yeah. right? Yes, yeah. I just turned 18 in December of 2022. Um, and this has been 2023 with all of my new possibilities opened up. Um, and I've already worked for a lot of TV companies and yeah. started traveling the world. The funny thing is I went to Japan before I even turned 18. So I went yeah. as a minor and just by myself and first you time alone. out. All yeah, alone. all alone. For wow. the first two days there, I didn't like see anybody. I just, uh, I think it was, um, I'm going to say her name wrong. Um, Shoda, she picked me up from, or Shoko, she picked Shoko me up. Shoko Nakajima? Yes. Yes. I was like, oh my the god. The big kaiju. <laughs> I got picked up from the airport, and then she dropped me off at the hotel, and then no one talked to me for like two days. And did she speak English or anything? Or So I speak a lot of Japanese. I took Japanese in high school for three years oh, as wow. my language. Because so yeah. um, Japan was always one of my goals. So I was like, how do I get prepared for this now? Yeah. And my high school is pretty cool and offered Japanese as a language. I was like, I'm definitely taking this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you New Albany? Albany where right? you're from? No. Oh. So I was born in New Albany, okay. Indiana. But I actually was like raised in Kentucky and like born in Kentucky. What part? Um, I live in like Louisville um, and like... I'm all over Louisville, okay. basically. That's where I'm at. I'm Highlands right now. And so, we yeah. Both yeah, I'm over in like PRP, like West. Okay. End. We both went to U of L. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember because yeah. I go to Atherton in the Highlands. Oh, okay, gotcha. And then my is that work where Jack is over. Went That's where Jack went. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jack Harlow. My work's over on like the outer loop, so I'm like okay. all over the Louisville. So you're, loop. You're, you're, you're burning up that Waterson. Oh pretty yeah. Pretty I've got a terrible speeding ticket hopping off the Waterson because yeah. I'm. Uh, speed dem demon sometimes on the road. I'm terrible. And then I got my worst speeding ticket, and they accused me. I was going like 35 over. Okay. Definitely not safe. Got accused of reckless driving. Had to go to court. 
And I was like, oh my God, please don't take away my license. I was like, I need this to make town so I can go wrestle. Yeah. Well, I asked about New Albany. Do you happen to know the band Houndmouth? Houndmouth? Houndmouth. Like a dog and then oh. like a mouth that you even. I guess not. Yeah. They're New Albany's finest. Oh, well, I do have to ask the question that's on all of New Albanians' minds. What's yeah. your favorite slot machine at the casino? <laughs> to the casino yet. I just yeah, she's only she just turned 18. I haven't got to enjoy a boat or anything yet. Yeah. On the Ohio River so we can break the rules. <laughs> Real quick and we'll get you out of here. Back to Japan. Main evented Corican Hall. 17 years old. You said the youngest gaijin to main event Corican Hall against the champion Yuka Sakazaki. Can you even put into words what that was like? I am going to say just this. Like Japan was everything I could have hoped for and more. Yeah. My first tour, tour there, I was there for 10 days, and I got to wrestle in the main event for my first two matches of Japan and go and see the most craziest things possible. Yeah. And everybody there took such great care of me. I couldn't have asked for a better time. So what, is the, what do you call that move that's like a one-winged angel? You did it to her, Sakazaki, on the oh, apron. Yes. The Sagoya driver. Sagoya driver. Sagoya actually stands for wow in Japanese. Okay. Um, because everybody, like when I first started doing it, I was like, wow, that's a that's a crazy move. Yeah. And I kept hearing it, and I was like, Sagoya is such a fun word to say that yeah. I'm like, oh, Sagoya driver. And then when I went to Japan, they said Sagoya driver <laughs> on commentary, and I feel like Japanese people, like when I saw them retweeting stuff about yeah. like my match, they're like, wow, driver, and I yeah. couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. I was like, this is <laughs> funny. It now, yeah. <laughs> well, heck yeah. Well, you gotta ask. The oh, do classic. we have the, the classic question? So, as somebody who's wanted to take a bump my entire life, but unfortunately never been able, been afforded the opportunity. Um, what is the worst bump you've ever taken, or the move that's hurt the most that's ever been done to you? Um. So I would have to say, like my biggest injury in a match was taking a post, like just a post and I cracked my head open and had to get seven stitches so that's probably the worst bump I've ever taken and it's very uh, easy bump I've done such more crazy things like I've took a swanton bump from the top rope to the floor and I will never say that's my worst bump and, and how much longer did the match last after you took that um that was the very start of my match and I oh. think we went eight minutes because we literally did where he, he attacked me first and gave me a, a Rush in the buckle gave me a few stomps and then a drop kick and I sold out and then I did like three topes and he caught me on the third one and I ate the post. Who was it? Uh, Brogan Finley okay, actually I, yeah. at a black label show up in Chicago and that was one of my like later matches of the weekend. I think yeah. I was supposed to wrestle again after that and I was like, I can't. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna tap out for the night, guys. That was the first time I'd seen him tonight, and I mean that whole match. Awesome, I love Ace Perry, and yeah. I feel like Brogan and him, their chemistry was really great. I'm also repping a, a young or young dragons Hell t-shirt yeah. right now because I love uh, Dale pa Dale Patrick's Ace Perry, um, Josh Crane, and a former young dragon. I was like, this this yeah. is fire. I feel like we need a new generation of young dragons, and I've joked with them. I was like, let me be young dragons junior, please. There you go. <laughs> All right, I've got one more thing then, because I just saw that you had the match with Matt Tremont. Yes. And after that match, she had nothing but glowing things to say about you in the ring. What was that like? Just getting the respect from someone that 
you know, you're you're 17, 18, he's been around forever. Just what is that like? It's definitely crazy to me because of Matt's reputation and how much he truly cherishes me as a person is crazy to me because I'm like, I'm just a goof and I'm here to have fun. Um, he was like, no, you're a great, you're going to be a star. You are. You are. <laughs> it's crazy for me to think about that because it doesn't feel like that. I still feel like a normal person and people are like, oh, you're my role model yeah. and I'm like, Am I? <laughs> Why? No. Well, I beat myself up for a living. <laughs> keep being humble. Keep doing it. Thank you. You are, yeah, no, are going to yeah. be a star. Oh, thank real. you guys so yeah, much. Absolutely. But yeah, thank, thank, you. thank you. This thank was you. awesome. Yeah. We didn't have to wait. Once again, all the donations to the raffle went to the Power, or excuse me, Poor House Incorporated. And it is for six hundred fifty-four dollars. What up, Big Sue? Um, for those of you that don't know, this is outreach and advocacy for folks who are experiencing homelessness, and we do uh, a lot of just meeting basic needs and also do a lot of housing. Uh, we successfully housed uh, over three hundred and forty people last year. See, when, uh, oh, whenever, no. got, whenever they got oh, slapped. Oh, no, I've been in it twice. Twenty twenty three, New Year's, new balls. Three, two, one. Happy New Year from our friends over at Manscaped. The ball has officially dropped, but that doesn't mean you have to drop the ball on your balls in twenty twenty three. Whether you had a New Year's kiss or not, I did. I kissed uh, one of my coworkers, male. He looked beautiful. Yep. Um, The leaders in Below the Waist Grooming have you covered for your much-needed resolution of bringing sexy back. And also, Justin Timberlake was also a member of NSYNC, like Lance Bass. That's right. That's right. Join the 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the code BBB for 20% off and free shipping. Let us have a toast for a new year. A new you with no pubes. Tell them more, Beaumont. Hey, it's a new year, new balls with the global leaders in Below the Waist Grooming. This year, take your package to the next level with the Performance Package 4.0 and other premium wet goods. Inside the package, Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the signature Lawnmower 4.0. The advanced skin-safe technology reduces oh, cuts and nicks on your delicate parts. Yeah. 
So my, my, mine's in the bathroom. I'll take so it is mine. I forgot to grab it, but yeah, I got also some kind other of, stuff. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll throw the underwear at the camera here soon. Since the, we're uh, using the video here, we're showing our stuff here. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, uh, <laughs> we're not used to this. We're yeah, not we're used to this. sharing our videos. All right. So, uh, but it's a new year, new balls. Yeah, yeah, and I got the foot duster right here. Yeah, Hell that yeah. was my first thing that I pulled out of it. Really cool shit. Um, inside the, <laughs> the performance package. I got the foot duster. <laughs> I got it right here. <laughs> inside <laughs> the performance package 4.0, you find that signature lawnmower 4.0. The advanced skin safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate parts. Didn't you say yeah. that already? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it also comes equipped. With a 4000K LED spotlight that will shine a light to the promised land 2022 2023 looks to be. Oh <laughs> the grooming routine isn't complete without applying Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver oh, before showing that. off your. Oh, yeah. Before crop showing off Preserver. My, fav- yes. per- my personal favorite, uh, the ball yeah, deodorant. Yeah. And then no, the, the Crop Reviver, give it a little, little spritz. Yeah. Which I got that right here. Yeah. I'll smell that right now. I'll put it in the air. Oh man, mm. revived. Mm. Even though that wasn't my crop, it worked. <laughs> a grooming routine, yeah, isn't complete without the crop reviver, the crop preserver before showing up for 2023 self. Just catching us up. Uh, these unique formulations take care of the smelliest part of your body and are a big boost to your confidence into the new year to complete they the are. set. Manscaped through in their shed travel bag and anti shaving boxer briefs is free gifts to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. It's a um, great bag. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to pull it up. Oh, it's in my, it's in my hand, bud. Yeah. Here, I'm looking at the uh, copy here, but rock and roll. <laughs> this is a great ad. Yeah. If you really want to make 2023 the year, remember, make sure to try out Manscaped Sweat Good as well. This includes their ultra premium body wash, two in one shampoo, and body deodorant. Yeah, which I use all three. I, I, yep. Me too. These products are the absolute perfect follow-up after your New Year's gym sessions. Uh, cheers to new balls in 2023, man. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, so yeah, get you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code BBB at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code BBB. Time to feel sexy and free this 2023 with Manscaped. You heard me. Your balls will thank you. Okay, so we are back, and we'd be remiss if we did not talk about this past week's Dynamite, because it was excellent. Um, You know, I don't really have in my head a list of top Dynamites, but if I did, I would have to imagine this would probably be in the top ten. Three incredible matches, an amazing return, some other good promos and segments, but... uh, yeah, what a show this was, huh? You watched, you just watched it this morning, right? I did, yeah, yeah. No, this definitely just had like kind of a, like almost like it, it, it should have been like kind of one of those winners coming, like branded ones. It feels like it yeah. has that kind of lineup, you know? They, I guess it just sort of was in an odd moment. I mean, hell, they could have used one because Revolution's still like over a month away. Um, but yeah. I mean, you know, I guess the card just happened to be this. I mean, it was in LA, you know, so it wasn't a big, a big location, a big spot, you know, um, but yeah, and we, no, I thought this and was known, start to finish a hit. Yeah, and we'd known for a while that this was going to be match seven 
of the trios tournament, like you said, in LA. So yeah, even without a special branding, like we kind of knew this was going to be a big show. And yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, so I personally had uh, Hangman Mox, Takeshita, Danielson, both at four and a half stars in the main event at four and three quarters. Meltzer mm-hmm. went four and a quarter, four and a half, and five on the main event. So just from like yeah. sheer match quality, like what a show. And then not to mention... And we'll go through it, but Adam Cole's return. I know you had obviously heard about it ahead of time, but in the moment watching live, like one, a big surprise just seeing him come out. And then yeah. two, just how that promo was executed, just yeah. very, very well done. So, and also speaking of kind of spoilery things, so like, you know, this is obviously nobody's, you know, it's just the way it is. So, I log on to your sling and get to the DVR Yeah. and I click it because it's gone all the way through. You know, I'm like, maybe it, it's kind of like at a point after and I pull it up and it's, and it's, and it's just an image of Kenny, like holding the triple threat belt at the top of the ladder. And I was like, ah, yeah, that so clearly that got spoiled. So I went back, but I yeah. mean, it was fine. I mean, yeah. I kind of figured they were going to win, but yeah. but yeah, that was that just that still image. And I was like, oh boy. So that happens on wrestle universe, which is the app that has like Noah DDT and TJPW. So Azar and I share it. And like every time it just picks up exactly where you left off. So like there'd been multiple times he'd watched a show and I start it, and you just see the winner of the main event. So like, yeah. now yeah. we try and do our best. Like, okay, if you watch it, try and remember to rewind it. Um, rewind it, yeah, yeah, like like a VCR yeah. tape. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, let's just, we're not going to go, well, I guess we'll VHS, go, never mind. Yeah, uh, I guess we'll go through pretty much, you know, the whole show here. But um, yeah, so. Go and say, say that again. Say that again here. I'll, I'll, I'll you're, um, the, the, we got it. We got to stop here. Hang on. I'll, I'll do the timestamp because this is laggy as hell. Are you good? Oh, are you good? Yeah. yeah, you're. Yeah, you're good now. Just start that over again. I've got the timestamp. Yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah, we start with Moxley and Hangman, which had been simmering back since October when we were at that Cincinnati show, um, and then obviously Hangman came back. Um, when I was in India, actually, and like just a great slow build here, you know, week by week, Hangman couldn't get cleared, but he would still be attacking Moxley. Great promo build up here. Uh, and the match, man, absolutely delivered. Would you agree? It did. Yeah, it was a big, you know, br- big, you know, like kind of a heavy, hard hitting, brawling kind of thing. And uh, I mean, Hangman kind of won, you know, playing Mox's game. You know, I was very impressed with that. You know, and kind of crazy to think, man, it was a really long time ago, over like 90 days, 80 some odd days yeah. this last match. Like, man, you know, um, the, I mean, especially with that and like how long Adam Cole had been out, you know, you, you kind of forget all that gets lost in the shuffle. But no, this was a this was a great match. You know, I think uh, uh, when Hangman really kind of needed because, he, uh, you know, yeah. other than the injury, again, was booked not so great, you know, as a champion. So I feel like this was his first big signature win following, you know, um, his uh, title reign. And, yeah. you know, I think the character needed it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this and it was a clean win. And, you know, now they're kind of going with that story because, uh, you know, Mox kind of got up and he pulled the whole did I win, you know, acting as if he was knocked out as well. So now yep. they've kind of got that one to one. Both guys have been knocked out. Obviously, this one certainly appeared to be kayfabe. Um, we know Hangman's was not, but um 
Yeah, I can't. And I've said it last week, like this has to happen at Revolution. And I said yeah. it last week. It's like either Hangman has to win or there'll be some sort of non-finish. So glad mm-hmm. Hangman got that win. And yeah, now with Mox having a head injury, I think they can, you know, kind of have him be out for a few weeks and then, yeah, really build this up towards Revolution. And I don't know, maybe have some sort of a stipulation I would think would make sense. Yeah, that could be interesting, yeah. Um, I don't know what that would be. Maybe like a last man standing, something of that sort would make sense here. But yeah, great action. A lot of lariats, a lot of suplexes. Um, I remember Hangman had a real nice counter into the dead eye move. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he hit hit the uh, buckshot for the win. But yeah, he had that awesome moonsault to the outside. Am I back? I just disappeared. Yeah, you're back. Yeah, you're yeah, you're back now. Uh, I'll write this thing down here again. Talk about. I don't know uh, what the, the fuck, fuck is up with my internet here. Yeah, it's wacky. But anywho, it feels like it's worse on Streamyard for whatever fucking reason. Well, I think it's because we're live streaming. I think it just takes more bandwidth. Yeah, you might be just right. Recording for sure. Whatever. Yeah. But yeah, then he hit the buck shot for the win and knocked him out and. uh yeah, just great stuff. And yeah, obviously can't wait to see more and see kind of how Moxley responds to this. Because obviously the whole way his side of the story was, I knocked you out. You're a you're a pussy. I'm a badass. And now he's, the roles are reversed. So mm. it's going to be interesting to see Moxley kind of play from underneath, so to speak here. But yeah, strap me in. Yeah. Let's take this all the way to Revolution, baby. Yeah, strap me in. Belt and, and uh, seatbelt. Or shoulder strap and chin strap. You Never cut, mind. That that's buckle up. You, you kind of cut out there for me for a second, but it's okay. Do I? Um. So yeah, we've got the Adam Cole come. <laughs> I said you would wacky. cut out a little bit for me there, but it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So then next was uh, Shivani's in the ring, and yeah, even this was a bit of a. Um, you know, he kind of played us here because he's like, yeah, this next gentleman is someone I'm not too fond of. And I I was watching this with Staves and I'm immediately MJF, like, oh, yeah. MJF. Yeah. <clears throat> and then it's all about the boom. And like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Crowd loses it. I mean, Adam Cole, always someone who, you know, has gotten a huge crowd reaction since he's come to AEW. And yeah, this was an awesome promo. Like we said earlier, he starts and he's basically like, I got some good news and some bad news. And as he's talking about the good news, it's almost sounding like bad news because he's basically like, I can't remember exactly, but, you know, he's like, you know, I've gotten to live this life and be one of the best professional wrestlers on the planet and blah, 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 blah. Um, And like all this stuff about how it's seeming like, you know, he's about to announce that his career is over or he's not cleared or whatever it may be, like definitely kind of teeing you up for the bad news being really bad and did a great job and was very emotional. And I think he like, you know, was fighting off tears at one point. Yeah. What was the nature of his injury? Because like um, it was multiple, I multiple concussions. So yeah. Cause 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 yeah, he had talked about like these symptoms of getting up in bed and yes. being like, he's not. Yeah. Yeah. So like I was just, just sort of like, 
I guess I was under the impression that it was maybe just sort of like a knee thing or mm-hmm. something that takes a long time to heal. That's that has to be healed in a very precise way involving surgery. But no, man, that was that's pretty. Yeah, what, shit. yeah. Since you watched it this morning, what were some of like the other things he had said? Do you do you recall like yeah, because it's like not being able to sleep at night and you know yeah, and, and he and he, he would get up and Britt would be like, "What's going on? What's wrong?" You yeah. know, knowing if he's gonna be all right again. You know, because like for me, I thought like his injury was just something that was like below the neck, no. you know, like some sort of that. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, he had. I mean, when was the last time he had wrestled? His forbidden Door. He was in forbidden that four way for the IWGP. Oh, so yeah, it was yeah. him, Jay White, Okada, and Hangman. okay, yeah, I know. Okay, but I All think right. he had had like a concussion before that match too, and had missed like a little bit of time. So I think he'd had like two in a very short period of time, is what had happened. And, like, all the reports you'd hear is, like, you know, he's still not close to returning, which clearly was true. And he wasn't, you know, not sure if he would return. But Right. And then he's, like, now for the bad news. And, you know, we're waiting. And it's, like, it's not for me. It's for the rest of the AEW locker room. And, yeah, fuck yeah. So, yeah. very, very well done. Um, very happy to see him back. And I know, he, you know, he's, like, it may take a while, but I'm going to make it to the top. And, you know, we talked all about him while he was active and healthy. Like, he's he was a top star in NXT and had been a top star in Ring of Honor and everywhere he had been. And, right. you know, he'd been pushed a little bit in AEW, but never could get over that hump. He lost to Hangman a couple of times. Um, yeah, had that which, Owen Hart Cup win. Yeah, that was sort of, you know. Rendered yeah. meaningless. Like, who even remembers mm-hmm. that anymore? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just couldn't really get over that hump. It seemed like they were building towards – he fish and o'reilly against the elite but then now fish is gone and o'reilly's been hurt for a while um so it'll be one awesome and two interesting to see kind of where adam cole goes from here you know i don't think he's going to be winning the world championship anytime soon i think he could at some point but uh yeah young enough for sure happy to see him back and you know does he mix back in with the elite and the young bucks and all that I don't know. Um, but yeah, excited. It's going to be fun. Me too. Igualmente, hombre. Mm-hmm. Did, did, okay. it cut out? did it just cut out from when I spoke Spanish there? Maybe a little bit. Say it again. <laughs> uh, it's just said igualmente, hombre, which means same dude or same man or same friend, I guess. Anyhow, <laughs> onward. Hell yeah. <laughs> Then we get Jungle Hook versus Big Bill and Lee Moriarty. Um, for, you know, very fun little seven-minute match here. I mean, showing the uh, the team Decent, between yeah. Jungle Boy and Hook, which is a fun, fun little alliance here. Um, and this was definitely all kind of building up towards Hook suplexing Big Bill, which he did certainly with the help of Big Bill, who definitely gave him a nice little jump there. Um, yeah. But yeah, this was a, yeah. this the, was a fun. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna uh, go, go ahead and fin- finish your thought because you know this kind of like, well, like I, I guess like whenever he did the suplex and then Big Bill's like, like he can't believe he did it. I mean, yeah. like okay, like they got to take the kid gloves off hook a little bit. Cause like every time hook, like, you know, like lifts a finger, people are like, you know, like, it's like, has he taken a loss yet on, on no. dynamite or rampage? No. Okay. So I think it's time for that shit to be happening because like, I like hook, you know, like I like the wrestler as much as I like the meme, 
you know, but, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, that, that big bill reaction was a little bit too much. Like, you know, I think like the whole, like hook is a undefeated, like, like, you know, badass who can, you know, lift gigantic guys that, you know, like, I think it's time to step down off that pedestal a little bit. I agree. Yeah. It's time to like take the kid gloves off. Like you said, I don't know if there's a better way of saying it. Like, <clears throat> yeah, he's had a little bit of real competition. Like this is what I would call real, co- but like, there's never really been a match where you thought he could lose, you know, yeah, like, or, or, that, or, or that he gets overwhelmed by somebody else's other skill set, yes. you know, which like, that's what would, would, would normally happen against a big bill. Like hook is probably what, like six foot, maybe under if for, that, against yeah. a big guy. Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, in a match like that, you know, that's like, you know, something that you have to compensate for. And he was able to like beat him at his own game, which I felt was very like breaking suspension of disbelief slash kayfabe slash whatever you want to call it for me Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it, it was a little too, um, too much, I thought. Yeah, and I mean, it's but, been like a year or I don't know of him in this role. And yeah, like I, I like it too. And I think he's great. But yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. why? why this feeling of needing to overprotect him you know why can't why can't he take a loss now you know yeah yeah or why can't he have a real back and forth match where his back is up against the wall for more than 30 seconds oh yeah or yeah get his ass kicked a little bit you know because it's like yeah like like this just was and i mean not to shit on the match because like like you know the match generally overall was entertaining and good that moment took me out though and then that was at the end and i was just like Kind of left with an odd taste in my mouth, I would say. No, I feel you. And, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like, I think it's – let's unshackle Hook. Yeah, why why does he have to win every – Hook. (laughs) No, I'm fine with him winning. But, yeah, like, let's get him in some situations where his back is up against the wall here. And, I don't know, maybe maybe we're leading to a he versus Jungle Boy match at some point, which I think would be really good. Or yeah, I, I think that would be really good too. We probably will get a big Bill versus Hook match out of this, and yeah. you probably won't like it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure. I probably, you know, like if they let you know Big Bill like use his natural advantages, you know, to his advantage. I think like I would like to see that. But yeah, if it's just Hook riding out again, like I, it, it, you know, like it's time for it's time for you know him to kind of like actually like settle in and you know be unprotected or be less protected than he is. I, I totally agree. Um, so next we get to entrance, but then he's interrupted by Maxwell, Jacob Friedman, who <laughs> I can't lie. I got a big kick out of it when he called him, take a shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty name? funny. Take a yep. shit. <laughs> and apparently, um, he was pretty cool, or at least Takeshita was pretty cool with it. You know, cool with oh, him yeah. kind of saying like racist shit. You I'm know? sure. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. And but I mean, obviously, it adds to you know MJF's whole character. But yeah, it was uh, you know, and also like you know, whenever he starts calling out the actors, and he called out Ken Jong. Yeah. You know who was there? Ken Jong looked fucking pissed. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if he. <laughs> I, I don't know if he if he was. Like I'm thinking he mad. was probably just playing into it. Like I think playing he into it. it. But yeah, he yeah, definitely yeah. had a scowl. Oh yeah, he did not like that shit at all. You know, <laughs> like yeah, I mean Freddie Prince Jr. was a little bit more. Amicable, oh, he was. You know, Freddie to that. Prince but was. Ken Jong was not. Yeah. 
Well, and I mean, Freddie, Freddie Prince is a wrestling guy, yeah. And he had recently like said something about MJF in a promo, like he's got one of the greatest wrestling minds the business has seen. So I'm sure he knew it was coming. And yeah, he oh, sure. he just had his beer and he was geeking at what he called like a Scooby Doo douche or something like that. Scooby Doo douchebag, yeah. Yeah. Well, Takeshita, like he was just in the ring, you know, they were kind of he was just giving him shit, and then eventually he's just gone all the time. <laughs> it's like yep. he was just standing outside with Renee. Um, yep. But then, yeah, he he was just talking about what the Iron Man match. And I can't remember. What all was he saying here? Let's see. Yeah, what oh. was he <laughs> he's, he's about pinning shoulders on the mats and banging rats. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what did Takesh just yeah, say? I, okay, say to MJF? He called Danielson him an asshole pretty- or something. Yeah. Oh, he said, kiss my ass. Yeah, there it was. I knew there was a swear word in there. Yeah. Yeah, so then Danielson comes out, and we have yet another banger of a match, which, I mean, was to be expected with these two. But uh, like the first match, another very hard-hitting affair. This one's certainly a little more technical. Fans getting behind Takeshita every single match he's in. I love it. I mean, not like Danielson was treated like the heel, but the fans love Takeshita. I fucking love yeah. that because he deserves it. He's so good. You know, just that flying clothesline he does is unlike anyone else's. The the blue thunder bomb, just like the way he's just so big and athletic and just the he way is. he hits his moves and he hit that brain buster on the outside to Danielson. That was nasty. Um, but yeah, just what a match here. Yeah, totally. You know, I think, um, like, you know, they definitely, you know, gave to, you know, he needs his big win, but man, like in all these like losses, he's, you know, looks just amazing. Like you said, big and athletic and just, you know, graceful, like, you know, just, I mean, eventually this guy's going to just start getting hot and start taking off and start racking up some wins and really be in the mix for some, for some big stuff. You know, at least it's a singles guy, you know, like, you know, like I imagine, I can't imagine him like doing too much tag team stuff. So hopefully that rise happens sooner rather than later. I think this dude's great. Oh, I think it will. Um, And yeah, I've said it before, like eventually he's got to start getting wins. I think he will. I know Tony Khan's high on him. How can you not be? They've kind of been teasing a little like Don Dan Callis partnership with him. Like they had it on a dynamite a few weeks ago of him like scouting him. And that Mm -hmm. has continued, I believe, on some AEW Dark. And then they were at, like, a hockey game together or something. Like, there was some tweet of them, like, in in some sort of luxury box together with, like, Callis talking to to Keshta. So, which makes sense because he came up in DDT with Kenny. So there's that connection there. So it'll be interesting to see if Callis starts managing to Keshta, which I think would be perfect because yeah. he could talk for him then. Like, obviously, Takesh just speaks a little English, but having a mouthpiece like Dan Callis would be fucking awesome. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree. Uh, I think big, big things to come for Takesh in 23. Could he be AEW world champ one day? I think so. Maybe not for a few more years, but he's only 27. He's signed over mm-hmm. here full time. I mean, I know he's he still continues to go over to DDT and do some matches over there, but he's moved here. Um, yeah, I love it. Uh, did yeah, you have a – between this match and the opener, did you have a preference between the two? I mean, they're both awesome, but 
this. Yeah. You know, uh, this. Yeah. I think this was definitely like, as you know, like the, like, no, being more familiar with Hangman and, and Mox, like, you know, like you, I would think I would like that a little bit more, but man, no, like Takeshita is just really impressive. Um, but I mean, you know, with Danielson, he'll make him look good, but also make him like really work. Like Danielson, you know, oh, made, yeah. you know, made him really work, you know, when things oh, yeah. like got on the floor, got mat based, you know, I thought he was, you know, a lot of great near falls here too. I think just kind of the, the story within the match, um, as opposed to outside of the match, you know, uh, yeah. what was stronger here. Great point. Yeah, I I'd go with the opener by by just a nudge, and I think just my level of investment in that whole thing is mm. you know just takes that just a bit. But yeah, both were amazing. Like I said, I went four and a half stars on both, and I know after the match, Danielson had some great things to say about Takeshita too, as everybody has. So um, yeah, it's going to be a good stuff for him. Um, then we get the women's tag team match, which is Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Jamie Hayter against Soraya and Tony Storm. Um, yeah, I thought this was pretty good. Um, Soraya, you know, she's still got a little bit of rust in her, but, um, you know, the Tony and Jamie sequences were great yet again. We hadn't seen Tony, um, since she lost the belt at full gear, um and yeah of course Sheeta coming down at the end because she felt disrespected by uh Soraya's choice and uh she slides in that kendo stick kind of right in between the two and Britt picked it up and slapped the shit out of I can't even remember if it was Tony or Soraya but they ended up getting yeah. the win uh, but yeah, it have been Soraya who got pinned. Yeah, yeah. But right. I thought this was pretty good action here, and you know, as we've said, mm-hmm. the women's division has just been improving more and more. I do wish they would have kind of hit a little more on the Sheeta thing because, you know, she was pretty outwardly upset the previous week when Soraya did not pick her, and even yeah. when she came out initially, she was like on the side of Soraya and Tony mostly, but. Um, I don't know. I thought that could have been executed a little better, but I like the story within that and that there's now some, you know, Tony and Soraya have a right to be pissed at Sheeta. Sheeta has a right to be pissed at them. Um, Yeah, like storylines in the women's division, like good ones, you know, especially like, you know, like hopefully this like title reign for Jamie Hayter, you know, can kind of really um, forever kind of. Yeah, they can, it can hopefully be be lifted up by, by some of these storylines just made, made better and more interesting. And I mean, you know, watching this match, it just sort of made me think, oh, yeah, you know, I feel like I'm much more invested in the women's division. I've been enjoying this match a lot more, especially since I mean, I know Jamie hasn't been in the ring a whole lot, but since um, full gear, yeah. you know, like after a fairly listless 2022 on that front. It seems like they've, you know, at least begin to course correct, and it's been a lot, a lot more interesting and compelling. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, and just want to shout out my boy BJ Whitmer again because I know behind the scenes he's working with a lot of these women and producing a lot of the matches and helping create good stories. But uh, yeah, nice to see Soraya out there again. I mean, I think she's just going to keep getting better, you know, each time she gets out there because you know she's it's only her second match in five years, and you can tell. I mean, she's still. A little I don't want to say sloppy but rusty um but she's definitely got that fire this is my house um, oh yeah she kept on saying that yeah I mean that's been her her catchphrase since WWE so oh gotcha um but yeah it'll be interesting to kind of see where all of this goes from here because um 
you know, some Jamie's going to be defending that belt against someone here at Revolution. Um, you know, Sheeta's now in this mix here. Thunder Rosa, you know, rumors are that she could be coming back around February or March. I believe she's a little further away, but Chris Statlander lying in the wings, you know, getting mm-hmm. healthy. So, yeah, we got some nice things cooking here in the uh, in the women's division. Sans uh, TBS title bullshit. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm just you know that wasn't on this show at all, so I'm just yeah. pretending it didn't exist just for this one, just for this one one morning, you know, over coffee. You know. Well, like watching, I, di- watching wrestling with coffee, man, it's 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 pretty. It's you love pretty, you, you know, love your experience. morning wrestling. Yeah, I mean, I'm just a morning person in general, so and like I'm, that's usually weekend mornings are always the time yeah. where I'm like, if I got stuff to watch, that's when I'm watching it. Yep, and yeah. I'm not a morning person, and yeah, I texted you like, oh, I didn't even wake up till one. <laughs> Shit, let's yeah. record at 3.30. And then the Dolphins yeah. game was close. And I assume uh, the Bills ended up winning. I didn't even look. The, the, the Bills ended up winning just by three. Really? Um, wow. And, yeah, and, yeah, and I believe the um, the Giants, Greg's Giants, are up 14-7 to seven, Wow. Um, on the Vikings, and they have the ball. Okay, okay. Wow. Yeah. Cool. I mean, this could be a this could be an upset. I mean, I don't, you know, Justin Jefferson's great, but I just don't trust Kirk, Kirk Cousins to, you know, be elite in a playoff game. I think he's kind of, eh, you know. Yeah, they're pretty. Minnesota's pretty overrated. I mean, this it could go either way, but I don't really see either of those teams advancing beyond this round. Probably. No, no, me neither. Um. Okay. So then there was the yep. Jazz promo. Which I feel like this went a little long, but it did have some good moments in it. And I do like that um, Action Andretti, you know, that they're giving him, they're continually giving him chances to speak. And I think he's doing a pretty mm-hmm. good job. And Starks, obviously, we know he can cut a promo. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, just some good, fun stuff here. Could have cut some out. I did enjoy, I can't remember who called Action Andretti a Chia pet, but I thought that was pretty funny. They called him Oliver Twist, too. You yeah. brought that up, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and also, um, there was a, someone, um, who was the person said, I'm on top of the world? Was that Garcia or something? someone who, who, like, during the promo? It was someone in jazz, and they said it like, they said it on Titanic. And it just yeah. it made me laugh. It just did not fit. I think it might have been Garcia. He was like, and it he had, I'm top of the world. You know, yeah. And I was just like, it was which a little face I thought. Even less from him, too, which I like. But yeah. Daddy Magic yeah. was, of course, classic here. Um, we're building, I guess we've got Hager versus Starks next week. And we had the classic mm-hmm. Hager line of, I'm going to slap your face right off of your face. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, he likes that hat though. That's he does. Yeah. Yeah. He does. Um, you watched this more recently than me. Anything else stick out or anything else worth talking about here? I I agree. I agree. It was, it was a little long, you know? Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think the, the, I'm on top of the world thing was a bit, you know, but, um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm glad it's happening. I'll, I'll, I'll tell yeah. you that, you know, like it seems like a good direction for Ricky Starks, especially well, and that know, following his loss to MJF. So. Well, and then he beat Jericho a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago and that yeah. I like that they're continually pushing him and pushing yeah. him because I think it's going to be a big year for him too. And like I said as well, action Andretti, you know, he had that match with Jericho that was really good. 
He had the promo where he got the fireball in the face. Hadn't been seen yes. until last week. And then this uh-huh. week he gets to talk again and he can hold his own. So, uh, yes. yeah, going to be uh, fun to see his progression as well. Yes, sir. And I believe we go into the main event here. So I was a little bit behind live, but I know there was basically only like 15 minutes left. And apparently people were pissed off that there wasn't enough time for the main event and blah, blah, blah. You know what? I thought it was fucking awesome. It was yeah, I did too. absolute car crash, high spot after high spot. Uh, but I mean, that's what this should have been, you know, after mm-hmm. all of this. It's like, what else more do they need yeah, to do? Yeah, 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 yeah. The best of. And I mean, you have the ladders now. And I mean, some unique stuff. I, I you know, whenever um, Penta and Phoenix did that, um, whenever they laid the ladder horizontally, like uh-huh. one end on the ropes and the other end on one of the rungs of the, yep. the vertical standing ladder leading up to the belts. Yeah, I'd never seen anything like that before. And I mean, that fucking bump that uh, Matt was it Matt Jackson or Nick? Who I think it was bump? Nick. Yeah, Nick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that looked vicious. Yeah. You know, the, one of them took a lot of bumps, too. One of them took a bump where their hamstrings or their thighs like hit the rungs of the ladder and then just ow. There was you know. a lot of brutal shit. And, like, to me, it's like that match didn't need five more minutes. Like, I no. thought it was perfect for what they, you know, maybe maybe shit on the show did go long, but I don't know. And, obviously, there's always going to be detractors of probably this whole seven-game series of these teams, how they wrestle, but we are not it. Um, I thought this was excellent, and really from start to finish, the whole series was great. Um, yes, I agree. And um, yeah, I don't shit. I don't even remember any other like specific. Um, um, when just got V triggered, that was fun. You know, I, th- I, I, I do what? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I think no, I yeah, was I cutting think... out a little bit there. Just re-say yeah, what you yeah. were saying. Well, when Abrahantis got a V-triggered, you know, that was fun. Um, I thought Brandon <laughs> Cutler... Brandon Cutler actually had a pretty cool moment. I thought with his long beard, he looked like Rasputin a little bit. Um, but yeah, like, I, even he got a, like, a pretty cool moment. Like, you know, this is definitely a big, like, celebration of the elite, I thought. You know, like, the one that, you know, it reminded me of what it was like at Full Gear to see them kind of come back, and this sort of book ended it really well. Yeah. Yeah, I still think the Full Gear match was definitely the best. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then sure. I would say this one or Game 6, the Falls Count Anywhere, were the second best. Uh, and, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Abrahantes and Cutler because I feel like they hadn't really gotten involved, you know, as directly as they did in this match. And I thought – you know, in this, it's like you got to pull out all the stops here. You got to do whatever you can to win. So, like, those guys getting involved, I thought, made sense. The hammer remained in this as well. You yeah. know, that was kind of a story all along. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what else, what more could you ask for? These guys put their bodies on the line in all these matches, but this one specifically. They knew they had 15 minutes and, okay, what, what all crazy shit can we jam in here in that time? And... That's exactly what they did. I mean, from really all these matches pretty much were from the moment the bell rang, they mm-hmm. just ripped ripped and roared. But this one yeah. specifically, just it was another level. I mean, obviously, like you said, the ladders, the tables, everything involved, uh, the managers getting in there. And, uh, yeah, just great shit. I, you know, I as we all expected, the Elite did win. It would have been nice to get the swerve. But 
man, hats off to Kenny Omega. One week he has that incredible match with Will Ospreay, mm -hmm. flies back, jet lag. Week yeah. later does this crazy, insane match here. Uh, Meltzer-wise gave him two five stars. I had this at four and three quarters. But uh, I think it's safe to say Kenny Omega is back. Ladies he is what 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 a week week and a half whatever he's had what what a you know not long what a 2023 he's had yeah well put yeah yeah what a what a 2023 he's had and uh, interested to see where where all this goes from here now that like the elite are going to kind of settle back in you know getting out of this seven game series here's and, what i think we're here's series. what i want to happen at revolution is the elite versus the house of black three on Ooh, for the trios titles because yeah. that's definitely a money match they've been building up the house of black more now um brody and malachi beat kingston and ortiz on rampage so they're kind yeah. of, they're starting to pick up wins so mm -hmm. that's where i would like to see this go i don't know if that's where it's going to go but excuse me but i guess another question is what about the death triangle now I'm, yeah who knows I don't know. hiccups here but uh I mean, there had been some tension between them, especially with Phoenix and the other two as it pertained to the hammer. But then he started using the hammer. So we'll see if they, like, remain a unit. Maybe the Lucha Bros go back to tag teaming. Maybe Pac just for, turns full heel. Who knows? But I think there's a lot of questions here, and uh, we shall see what happens. We shall. But, yeah, great shit. Um, yeah, Wrestle Arts, awesome. Dynamite, awesome. Great week here. Yeah. Um, we've got, uh, I don't know what we'll be doing next. I guess the Royal Rumble isn't this upcoming two, weekend, two, but the two following. Yeah, yeah, I was so thinking maybe we can do like a an old school Royal Rumble episode maybe this next week. Like review, like maybe an all if you recall Royal Rumble edition. Sure. No, I'm down. Let's do something, it. Something of the sort to kind of, I'm because I can't think if there's anything else we'd need to do before that. But uh, not in particular. But no. we're what, six away from 100 now. So uh, yep. we're, I guess we'll probably be what, like end of February, early March will be something then. like that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Whereabouts. Hell yeah. All right, dog. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get ready to go to this game and...